This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Make your own website and check out squarespace.com slash co-optional for 10% off your first order and the free trial today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast, where we totally didn't make up the sponsor bumper or anything because the WAV file broke. It was great. No D- way. Yeah, it was fine. It's like, uh, I, uh, oh, oh dear, this isn't this isn't good at all. Ignore that. Nothing happened. Nothing. Mm-mm. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> good God. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's the kind of feeling you don't want when a show starts like everything's gonna go wrong today and this is just a portent of that i couldn't tell it seemed normal to me yeah i think you nailed it yeah yeah i probably shouldn't have brought attention to it really that was actually a mistake you should consider a career in ad reading yeah Yeah. i'll just go with that god knows uh, podcasts yeah have you thought about that that before becoming a professional dog poster but some kind of a a radio show But maybe well, like on the internet because it's more accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I like think that. so. Yeah, so you can be your own <laughs> boss, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast, of course, brought to you by Squarespace. Go check out squarespacecom optional for ten percent of your first order and a free trial. Hell, you want an example of a site I made? Stop whining about the dogs.com. I made that site like yesterday. It's a real site. Even I can do it, and I'm an idiot endorsement stop whining about the dogs yeah i don't stop whining don't about care. the dogs.com what I are got they a, whining what are they how are apparently they i was posting too many dogs. dogs i was posting Who's too many dogs. dogs but i was posting too many dogs on twitter people whined about the dogs so i made a site that said stop whining about the dogs is stop whining wow. about the dogs just a site that links to every piece of media that you put on twitter um but, well, not only my dogs yeah it's my it's like loads of videos and pictures of my dogs that's it and we made a banner that had like a really upset oh, neck beard being yeah. licked by both dogs. There you go. See, pile Look of dogs. Look at all these dogs. Look at That's all these pictures of dogs. Yeah. Oh, I like that you have sections of pictures of dogs and videos. And videos of dogs. Of dogs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because what if you're looking for one? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You want to make sure that you get exactly the feed of dogs that you want. These are really cute dogs. Dude. They're good dogs. I like I like my dogs. I'm uh, very proud of my They're dogs. Good dog. Ten out of ten dogs. This, this entire dogs. podcast They're, just about these dogs. So that good dogs when people complain, we can link them to stopwhiningaboutthedogs.com. Oh, we can actually. You know, that'll be that'll be entirely fine. That that will be a good thing. Apparently, we're supposed <laughs> no, to occasionally talk about video games. So I'm told, but it would be fine. great. People would watch the hell out of that, and you know it. <laughs> you absolutely know it. Not watch anything no. we do. Oh. If they've proven anything over the past 250 or so episodes, or God knows what, they will watch any old bullshit. It's fine. Dogs are not any old bullshit. How dare you? Yeah, any old bullshit. They'd watch any old bullshit. (laughs) Including this show. Yes, especially this show. Coming back to this show after God knows how long. It must have been years. Uh, Alana, welcome back to the show. Hi. Yay. What's up? 
Not too much. Uh, you are not in Aussie land anymore, if I recall correctly. No, You're I live out in of San the Francisco. Mm. Uh, the, just, oh, why did everyone gasp? Is it because, because it's so that's expensive? one of the most expensive, most expensive cities in America? America. Yeah. It's like, oh, this Games Journal thing must be doing pretty well for you then. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah, no, not really, no. Okay, one percenter. We get it. I gasped enough for both anything. of us, Jesse. No. No, that, that's <laughs> very clear. Rest. I was like, oh, it. Oh my. Yeah, no, it's a fun place to live. Uh, yeah, when you aren't like struggling with crippling rent. But aside yeah, from that, that, right? It's it's been good. And uh, this past weekend has been the warmest weekend I've ever been in San Francisco. Last weekend, it got to 100 degrees, or Celsius friends. That's like 40 degrees, which never happens here. And I was like, yeah, it's so sunny. And then I found out that, that it was a result of Hurricane Harvey. And the only reason that we have good weather is because of a catastrophic natural disaster. So it's just been like. Very hard to be happy about that. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I discovered this week that hurricanes are caused by deserts. That was my knowledge. What? Really? How? Yes. So, uh, science moment. The wind and the weather in the United States heads west coast to east coast. Except mm. for hurricanes for some damn reason. And the reason why is because the desert, Sahara Desert and all the deserts in Africa, the warm wind meets this southerly cold wind and they start to spin and go crazy. And then it pushes along uh, uh, like towards the, from east to west. And that's why it, it hurricanes come the way they come when huh. all the other weather goes the other way in, in the United States. And huh. so deserts, the desert heat, the bigger the desert, the more the heat, the... Uh, crazier the tornado or uh, the hurricanes get and so that's why we've been experiencing some crazy effed up hurricanes so interesting desert spoiler mm. bad thing for planet earth who knew indeed wow there you go i watched i watched like a big video on it and then i read an article and i that's two sources you that's did all. research did I, you guys I, you should be a journalist Wait, I have science. No. Can I can I add some science in? Yes, please. Did you know that turtles can breathe through their butts and they pee out their mouths? What? Wow. All right. I don't believe their you in the slightest. Is turtles cannot <laughs> pee out of their mouths. They do. That's, that's just a Dodger fact. Look up. So then, turtles pee out their mouths. Look it up. So then where are their lungs if they breathe out of their butts? Does that mean hmm. ruins their everything. lungs in the back of their body? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I just know that I read two different articles talking about this. This whole I read two things is going too far now. Were they like The Onion and Clickbait.com or something? Yes. Like, Clickhole. Clickhole's <laughs> Click great, by the way. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Clickhole. Now, that news thump is the UK version. It's very good. Their mouths. I don't believe you, and I never will. Like, just peeing on principle. Out of, peeing out of the turtle mouth helps the species stay healthy, scientists God suggest. God damn it. The Chinese soft-tail turtle is I don't the want first you animal to be known right. to pee via its mouth. Okay, that's one turtle, though, from China. That's a China turtle. He's just, he's just giving the other turtles a bad name at this point. Yeah, giving other turtles <laughs> a bad name. Absolutely. It's literally called Turtles okay. Urinate Via Their Mouths. Hashtag the whole, not all turtles. NationalGeographic.com. Do I don't believe you. Thank you very much. Hashtag not all turtles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't lump them all in with this freak. How dare this you. freak turtles of nature. Turtles breathe with their butts. <laughs> this hypocrite. All right. Okay. All right. The Australian white-throated snapping turtle. Of course, he was is white. also called the bum-breathing turtle. <laughs> oh my god! 
I mean, I should have known it was Australia. Through its but this is one turtle. You are. You are. Yeah. Okay. I found I found uh, an article that says weird turtles are wired backwards. So it is only specific kinds of turtles. Yeah, you can't say all, like, you blew my mind for a minute and you were full of lies. To be fair, she did just say turtles. Yeah. She didn't say all turtles. I didn't say all turtles. I just said turtles. (laughs) Did you know turtles breathe through their butts and they pee out their mouths? That's not how this is supposed to work. We had more than 140 characters. We could have communicated. We could have communicated. Part of my mouth is numb. <laughs> anyway, video games. Video games, yeah. yeah I've, I've been I've been told that's a thing. Uh, since you were last on the show, you've mm-hmm. been working with quite a few different organizations on this particular subject. Who are you working on- with at the moment? I mean, you're doing your Ask own content on YouTube. What? No, not turtles. <laughs> that is not the subject at hand here. Damn it. So right now I work at IGN Entertainment. This is our uh, brick wall behind us right now. I'm Indeed. Nice, nice. Very San Francisco. It is, yes. I think I've seen that particular brick wall. Yeah, last last time I went in there, God, about five years ago, and they still had an esports division before they shut that down. Yeah, pretty sure I've seen that brick wall before. That down they, they yeah. have a room that's kind of Mass Effect themed. They oh, still what? have that. I guess not. They probably not got rid Mass of that. Effect room. Um, my favorite room here is actually the portal room, and that's because I'm always here late at night. Like I never finish at five, and we have a Glados that's like kind of in the ceiling of that room, and just every now and then she says things, and I'll what? be sitting in the that lobby, and she'll just be like, oh, "That sounds annoying like, as <laughs> hell. That's terrible. It is terrifying, but I also love it. It's yes, great. that is awful. Yes, don't do and that great. ever. Both. It's both yeah. great and awful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, we Indeed. have like Tetris rooms. There's a, a Uncharted room. There's a Fallout room, a Bioshock room. The Bioshock room is really just a lot of clouds and some some paintings. It's oh, like, how do you okay. really decorate for that without just having people on drugs? So mm. I mean, they mostly just ship a bunch of promotional stuff to that office anyway. You just put things around the place. It seemed like they yeah. had way too much of that. It's just yeah, we drowning have to throw in some it. Stuff out. Yeah, they need to wear the warehouse. We, we for have it. a bunch of giant dildo bats that were sent with. I think it was with Saints um, Row Four. Saints I think. Row, yeah, yeah. got to be yeah. Saints Row. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys also have the dildo bats. No question. I want a dildo bat. Can you send me a dildo bat? Can fun fact: have... one of them went missing. Who took really? home the dildo bat? Oh, no. Jesse Cox. <laughs> I don't own a dildo bat, but I want a dildo bat. He's in the market like for one. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. I'm aware of what it is. I've played Saints Row. I know what I'm getting into. Indeed. <laughs> I want a dildo bat. I think we've just we now know why Agents of Mayhem was such a colossal flop, because no none of that. Yep. No dildo bats. No promotional dildo bats. Good or, God, or that game had no <laughs> impact at all, did it? Holy shit. Even then, it seems really weird to me that that game didn't have Saints branding just it's the same thing why not i don't know yeah it's a weird like hey we totally don't want to make a new saints row game but we still want to connect it to the saints row universe in some way so we're kind of we're gonna half commit to it why no multiplayer or because that's not what it's designed for like it's honestly like the game the whole point of the game is that you're switching between these different hero characters right if you put co-op in the game yeah but you don't then it defeats the point of the exercise of switching to the thing that you need because the other dude is the person you need now right so then it's just another class-based first person shooter or third person shooter yeah I think well, that's I why. Saints Row 4 was really fun. Get Out of Hell was hot trash. And then Agents of Mayhem is just like a, a separate thing entirely. I don't know. Yeah. If they were to make another Saints Row game, I feel like I would want it to be more like three. But 
three was wasn't the, what kind of go the, less off the the edge of craziness and go back to a bit of reality might make a more gangster oriented thing yeah hmm. but i did like you know that four was kind of like prototypey yeah and that you just like jump and glide through a city which i think is really fun it's, it's just, a great it's superhero game it is it's just not necessarily a good saints row game yes mm. i th- i think i would probably agree with that one uh it went in all sorts of different directions i was fine with it yeah i, I don't know it'd be ni- it would definitely be nice to maybe see a game go back to the gangster roots saints row 2 i think did a yeah. great job of that and maybe yeah. a more modern version because that game is broke as shit now it's yeah. not worth it's, playing it's been like uh an interesting like games that have come out this year there's been some like weird flops like lawbreakers over the weekend had like 47 Ooh, players online yeah. at one point yeah like, so, that's... it's just that's so brutal i feel like there's been more attention to lawbreakers not having players than people that actually want to play lawbreakers which probably is a bit sad very yeah. sad actually because that game is good but let me put it this way whoever said to the lawbreakers guys we really want a non-free-to-play multiplayer only arena shooter like thing for 30 dollars was bullshitting them that people do not want that at all and they i think they're gonna have to go free to play or massively drop the price sooner rather than later they have to yeah Yeah, because i mean now we're at the point where there's yeah because now we're at the point where the matchmaking is compromised like i've always said you don't need a hundred thousand players to make a successful game that's still fun to play but you do need a certain number because at that point the matchmaking gets goes to Mm. shit if your numbers are too low and they don't have a proper server browser so you can't use that either uh, I like that game, uh, but obviously not enough other people did or were willing to put the $30 in. What's interesting is the retention of it. Like, you see, when it came out on Steam charts, you see, like, the concurrence for it were on PC, uh, 7,500 all-time peak. What mm. happened, like, the plunge after that was massive. Um, absolutely huge. And when did it start uh, dipping? immediately um within Um, a week um that dip is unhealthily bad like that's worse than battleborn bad Mm. yeah yeah it's rough ouch it is because it's a good game in my opinion i never had any interest in it so i never even tried it yeah i think there's just there's a limited audience for what they were trying to get at which is well we're going to have one foot in arena shooter, we're going to have one foot in class-based hero shooter. To me, I kind of dig that because a lot of what Overwatch has become is not sort of what I'm looking for out of a game anymore. Like, I was looking for the more individual rewards for skill and less, this is a team effort kind of thing. But apparently that's not something people want at the moment. I haven't played Lawbreakers either. Is it, like, gimmicky at all with the the gravity stuff? Does that feel gimmicky? it it the the pro, god i did not mute my videos and i'm very very sorry for the people i just definitely um <laughs> they've just been listening to dog videos for like <laughs> just this lots, entire time that's fine i'm okay with that uh so i think it's a good use of your time the the problem is like it feels gimmicky to people that don't understand it and the game does a real shit job of teaching it the tutorial right. is utter fucking awful it's useless maybe that's why the retention rate's so bad I think it's got a lot to do with it because uh, a lot of people just kind of they float around in the zero g thing not understanding it and feel well this sucks like once you get the hang of doing the zero g and chaining the moves together you can go super fast you can fight in midair it's really cool mm. but the problem is the game like needed to really emphasize that point and they oh, totally and it's did. only in the center of the map right 
Um, it's in a couple of places. It depends on which map. There's a but really the good map. map. Um, I can't remember if it's called. It's Vertigo, where almost the whole map is that, and it's just mm. like it's like two fort. There's a base here and a base here in the middle, zero G, and it's awesome because you just kind of. Yeah, you're catapulting yourself across the map and fighting in midair. It's cool. But a lot of the maps are not designed that way. And it does feel like they just threw the um, the blobs in of Zero-G just kind of willy-nilly. Um, yeah, it, it sucks. Like, some people play, oh, well, Cliff, Cliffy B got angry on Twitter. That's why people don't play. Oh, for fuck's sake, no. That's not no, why people that. aren't playing. And I, most and people I was, wouldn't even know. I mean, it wasn't marketed that heavily either. Like, most of the, the ads no. I saw were just at... at Places like PAX where they're competing with a million other things, you know? Yeah, they had a big booth at PAX and people did totally come and play it and they had fun. Mm. But that doesn't translate into sales and it yeah. doesn't translate into awareness. I, I think maybe we're going to see people outside of like the indie devs maybe realizing that PAX might actually not be the best place to expose your game anymore, especially not in a big way. Like yeah. just, you can definitely get some like things like Antihero. We would have never known about Antihero unless it had its little indie booth, right? And we True. all played Antihero as a result of that indie booth because we all got to see it there. Tooth and Tail, which is a game I'm going to speak about today. Uh, we all played Tooth and Tail at a show as well. And that's why we know about it. But for big games, I don't know how helpful it really is to spend a shit ton of money at PAX or E3. Have you heard of CoxCon? I feel like that's the place. <laughs> hey. That's the place, guys. We've, ex company. we've exhibited games at CoxCon. It's worked pretty well. Like, because uh, there's that... We got that captive audience. It's like, you got nothing better to do. Come play our games. Play those games. It's not very expensive either. Um, yeah, because I, I think pretty much anybody that you talk to, it's like, well, either I can waste my entire day in line for a AAA game, or right. I can play like 20 smaller games. Mm -hmm. mm. Also, what people respond to a lot at conventions, especially big ones like PAX, is when they go to play a game, having a dev there or having someone who's like thrilled you took the time out of your life to play their game mm -hmm. and a lot of the big ones are like get them through get all right there's your five minutes go keep going and you feel like i just waited three hours for what exactly yeah and yeah i get that i understand that and i feel like a lot of the strategy with pax is to just have a really cool booth just so it gets in as many photos as possible, like have it towards the center of a hole so that it's that's the way they advertise. But like I, people at uh, PAX West were lining up for ages to play Far Cry 3. And it's like, I feel like most of the people in that line, sorry, three, uh, people in that line already know that they're going to buy Far Cry 5. Like it's like, it's not even yeah. a thing anymore. Yeah. Well, Primal, what's it, what's it fucking called? Far Cry, what's the name of it? Five. It's, it's, it's five something, isn't it? Five, it's just called Five right now, isn't Impossible. it? Um, yeah. The, if it was the recent yeah, no, one, right. they were definitely doing five, yeah, because they had yeah. the big booth and they were giving away the badges and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. It I I do wonder um how effective those shows are and really is it a better idea just to like put something on stream at a press conference or maybe do your own? Like I I really do think, especially after Devolver's non press conference conference, but then they did the big ten hour stream with Twitch. That we're maybe going to see a few more people kind of well, go I mean, that Nintendo way. Nintendo does a really good job of that. Like, I enjoy yeah. the directs, and they're I think a lot, a lot of shorter, do. it's yeah. like concise. But then we had the Apple conference this morning, which was oh 30 minutes of old Bullshit. white dudes talking about oh how God, they're changing really. the name of Apple stores to Town Squares. Town Squares! So like, what the I, fuck? Is that Animal Crossing now? A little bit. Point of order. What you I got? Watch that, waiting mm. to see what the new phone would look like. And it looks just like 
the old phone. Of course it does. Except they're like, it's glass it now. And I can't, I can't. But she's got a new hat. I that got, will I never got, get I old. So that quote's still Wait, good. They're, they're making just, it glass? Yeah. So that when glass. you drop them, they just shatter? Of course, because then you have to buy another one. I don't know. Or buy I don't Apple know how Care. It works. I don't get it. Because shit isn't breakable enough already, apparently. They're like, and we have a new processor. And everyone's losing their mind. I'm like, that means nothing! No! That means nothing. <laughs> Stuff has They're new like, processes in it all the time. The The only thing, the thing I'm very kind of excited about with um, what Apple's doing at the moment is they're pushing high refresh rate. That's great. Uh, they're saying, oh, you know, look at what this does at 120 hertz or even 240 hertz. I'm like, yeah, because if you get the mainstream market understanding that, then we're probably going to see more people push towards it. I like that. Yeah. Um, the, they're also dabbling in AR. There was an AR segment that I didn't think yes. looked particularly good, but if yeah. Apple is investing in it, it brings it to more people's homes. People are more familiar with it, so it, like that helps the industry as a whole, which I'm totally uh, cool. All with. right, all right, yes. all right, all right. Chat. God bless you. God bless. They're like Jesse just saw. Are you the gonna eight. start a fight the with my chat again? Exactly God different. damn it. The X looks different, Jesse. You're dumb. All they did was like change the direction of shit. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, the, the it doesn't have the home button either. So it's like oh it's great, just, less buttons. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Like I look, I love, what? I love, I I'm love. Looking, the, I love I'm the sorry, I just looked like, at Jesse's a dummy, but it's the I same have picture, fucking. I, I have pictures of the iPhone X here right now, and like there is no significant change to this fucking at all. Like, okay, they took another button away. Great, great. You know, when it comes, I think it also technically is the tenth iPhone. Yeah, it's just because they've jumped so many. Like, it actually is the X. Well, everybody knows weird. seven, eight, nine. Yeah, it's true. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry, but it's yeah they're going to the kind of like hey it's bezelless even though it's totally not bezelless like there's definitely a bezel on that um but please stop with the whole thinner lighter bullshit I just saw a nerd cubes picture of his new big fat BlackBerry it's a big square I'm like that looks wonderful it has a real <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> It's just a square. I'm like, that's great. And look at all this space. Look at all the room for activities. That's wonderful. And it won't break so easily when I drop it. <laughs> so much it. room for activities. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I just, the thing is, I don't care that much about how they look at this point. I want a good camera. I don't want to have to deal with that headphone jack bullshit. And I want to be able to charge it readily. Yes. So it's like, they're kind of moving in the wrong direction for me there. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to buy a phone that doesn't have a headphone jack. That's not right. going to happen ever. So thank you. Quit it's it. I, I, all right. Also, uh, everyone is saying that it's not iPhone X, it's iPhone 10. First off, if anything, okay. fighting games have taught me something, it's iPhone X. Cross. <laughs> okay, all right. There you go. What it's called. Yeah, Thank it's, you very it's much. iPhone uh, plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. <laughs> <laughs> I buy that immediately, actually. I just want to point that out. <laughs> TV's oh, like, wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy that. I can't yeah, believe one of my favorite games of the fucking year has rabbits in it. Oh, it's so good. It's so it's weird. It's so just... good. Man. You when I played like it in an event for the first time, I was like, oh, right this is here. Too easy, but... Yeah, there you go. Rabbit it's way Peach. bigger than I thought it was from your picture. That's what she said. But Rabbit Peach <laughs> is Rabbit Peach is hilarious. The whole constant selfie bullshit. She's also a murderous bitch, as mm -hmm. it turns out. Oh, I don't want to spoil oh, anything, but she's a homicidal maniac. Yeah, she's a little bit. Yeah. Pretty She's great. very anti-peach. I don't know. It's just such a cute game, but it also manages to have a good layer of difficulty. Like, I'm so impressed yeah. by it. When it, when it, you know, it was being leaked and everyone was like, nobody wants this. Don't release they, this. And then it came no. out on stage and we were like, 
all right, yeah, keep talking. And then I played it and I was like, wow, this is very good. It's, it's absurd. Scratches. Also, that Grant, Grant Kirkhope soundtrack is just. Oh, you know I, I mean, I soundtrack. Yes, you can. I, I, rem I was uh, reading or watching an interview, I can't remember which, of him saying, I can't score a Mario game. It's like, yeah, you totally can, mate, and you just proved it. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't convinced up until the Rabid Kong battle, and then I was like, yeah, your music is on point. I love that a good, so good orchestral soundtrack, and this is that. Very well done. I, and honestly, like this gap in the market that people said wasn't there like they're kind of clueless there's totally room for like an easier xcom like game because xcom has gone the way of we're well, gonna pile more and more stuff into it and that's great and i love that but i also like this too yeah it also just has the marketing appeal of obviously being mario so it's yeah, like right there's always room for that people are gonna buy it anyway and it's we keep saying like it's babby's first xcom like it's people good don't realize that they're playing a tactical game but they are for the first time so yeah, it's like it's hard it. to yeah, say there's right. no market for it when people like are willing to try it yeah well it's I, weird for XCOM fans for everyone else it's great i mean i i personally thankfully have uh got to the point where i think a lot of XCOM fans are just playing both and having fun with both and not being kind of elitist about it if there are people that are it's like uh you know if we want to get elitist then we're gonna say oh well if you're not playing uh terror from the deep then you're not a true xcom fan like oh god go away <laughs> but why do why don't we think that mario could work with other genres what the fuck was super mario rpg mate what what was yeah. what smash brothers what's super mario, I mean, mario tennis Kart, yeah mario Kart, mario strikers it's worked with a whole bunch of different genres it completely works and good on them you know next time mario rts plus rabbits that's fine yeah, i don't know about a first person shooter but uh i think it's doable um how, how would you make a mario first person shooter um what i mean does that look like i mean you you go down the route of this is totally not a real gun kind of thing i mean didn't yeah. i mean sunshine technically had a gun it was kind of a spray gun but you had one um you know uh, well here's the thing um the luigi's mansion arcade game is technically a real first person shooter and it mm -hmm. has the vacuum cleaner and yeah. it's really fun and uh, i mean so there's maybe like go over 200 and 40 or something guns in Mario plus Rabbids kingdom battle. So it's yes. like, we've breached the gun problem. It's like the, yeah. the one thing Miyamoto seems to be really specific about is the way Mario jumps. Mm -hmm. So it's like the only thing that he's like, just don't fuck that up and we'll be all right. He just has to jump in a really specific way. So it's like, I don't, I kind of want a Mario first person shooter now just to know what it'd be like. Sure. Mario. Yes. Cross. Yes. yes. Overwatch. No, it can happen. Now. Just make Tracer Luigi. Don't don't question okay. this. Right. Tracer right. Luigi. Uh, Peach is Soldier Seventy Six. Genji, Yoshi. Follow me. Don't question any of this. Um, this is all um, bad, by the way. Uh, uh, Mario. Diva's Toad. Yeah. Oh, Diva's Toad for sure. Mario yeah. is um uh Reaper. Reaper, done. Perfect. Are we not questioning it because it's bad? Yeah. <laughs> is I mean, that why? That is exactly why. Don't question this. You're like Peach's no, mercy. I, I feel I like Mario has to be Tracer. Because he's got to be the main character, effectively. Okay. No, but like... Who's Wario? Mario, Mario going like, oh, Wario? Wario's Junkrat. That's he. No, Roadhog. That's easy. Roadhog. That was that's good. Waluigi's Junkrat, yeah. yeah. Donkey Kong is... Winston. Well, yeah, yeah, it's obvious. 
easy or you just like throw a throw bone and just make it Symmetra because why not? And uh, sure, just, just confuse people. Yeah. <laughs> this is e this is easy. This I is hate easy. this. Why don't we just? I hate everything about this because it's awful. Wario, <laughs> Wario is May. Wario is not May. Thank you very much. Oh, Wario is May. I'm so angry because I was so ambivalent about May until her animation came out, and then I sobbed and I was like, "Shut up, May! Oh, it's so <laughs> Shut up, May! You're so great! That's, that's <laughs> I want you to save the world!" <laughs> oh dear. Mm -hmm. I have not played that game in I don't know how long. Overwatch? Nah, I'm touching ages. How's Doomfist? Is he weird? Do people know how to use Doomfist? I heard it was OP, weird. and now it's not. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. I haven't played it in. Well, pretty much since he came out, but like him being such a melee based character does make it kind yeah. of tough. Some people are really good at it. I am not. I think Mario would actually be Doomfist. If you had to pick Why? Anyone, All just right. because of his play style and he could punch blocks. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Good good logic. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm all for it. No. I'm not yeah, I'm not asking you to come up with reasons why well, it's wrong. It punch come man reasons to support me. Is a thing. True. Hmm. You know, there's that, uh, there's that Drake's song that's about Jumpman. I really thought that that was about Mario Jumpman, for Jumpman. quite a long time. Yeah. That boy's mm. up to something. Yeah, I that really thought that something. was about Mario. He is. Yeah, and apparently it's Fucking Mario. Mario plus Overwatch. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm the only one coming up with ideas here. If you guys got better ones, you tell me. Your ideas involve no, using existing IP with nothing original. Come on. What the fuck is Mario Rabbids then? You baby? But what? hey, because Rabbit Luigi and Rabbit Peach weren't characters until this point. They're original. Totally. Neither was neither was Wario Roadhog. And now But <laughs> yeah, but Mario characters existed and Rabbids existed. His so logic it's the same thing. Yeah, but all you're suggesting is take Mario and shove it into Overwatch, which is not a new game. That's just Overwatch with Mario they skins. They took Mario and shoved them inside of Rabbids. No, they didn't. Ra <laughs> yeah, Rabbids they isn't did. a game. Rabbids Look, I is think like the difference this whole is that, that Mario plus yeah. Rabbids Kingdom Battle has Davide Soliani, who's this lovely man who cried when Miyamoto was on stage. And he then did. we have Jesse yeah. Cox, who's yelling at a camera about <laughs> which of which characters. You think I, one They're of like, them's not Jesse, acting I'm on your side. Yeah. I'm on your <laughs> side. Make the crossover of your genes. If you cry. cry, then I'll cry yes. for you, Alana. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm all for it's it. It's like, now. Jesse's I'm just so doing this to annoy work. me, and we know this. Like, we figured this out. I'm so proud of God my work. God damn it. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm sold. He cried, and yeah. uh, now it's good. <sighs> yeah, so King of Battle is good, and you should probably play it, totally. Excellent yep. game. Love it. That's where we landed on that conversation. Yeah. This game we... is good. Uh, we're sorry for everything that happened before this. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we did We did take that way out of bounds, certainly. But it oh. is good, and I'm going to keep playing it. Uh, <laughs> I'm still still playing XCOM War of the Chosen, and that's still good, too. I haven't played that yet. It's very good. Uh, if... You liked XCOM 2 anyway. If you didn't, this is not yeah. going to change your mind at all. Mm. It's still really nasty and your guys can get killed at will and that could be very upsetting. Uh, but yeah. that's mm. kind of the whole point. It sounds like XCOM. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, if you don't have that, it's not really an XCOM but game like, at that that's point. That's one of the cool things about Kingdom Battle is that it can also be really nasty and everyone can end up dead. Like, that's not a thing I expected when I first played it at an event. I thought it was way too easy. And then got into the later levels and was like, oh, this this is not easy. This is quite hard. It works like, its way up. Like a, yeah. an actual degree of thought. Yeah, and the challenge levels are pretty tough. The, the World yeah. 1, yeah, you're probably not losing on that. Uh, you're 
should probably get it perfect on most of the levels. But after that, yeah, it starts to wind up. And you, they're just like, they're, the way they're just adding more mechanics in, they're, they're very well paced in mm-hmm. how they add new mechanics in and how they introduce new concepts. And they teach you through level design like how important flanking is and how important high ground is and how important not standing near the pit against a thing that knocks you back is and all that kind of stuff. And being it, aware of the pipes is a really yes. important thing. And yeah, you definitely oh, yeah, learn that kind of stuff really slowly. That. Yeah, very easy to get caught off by that. Jesse, you got anything you've been playing this week you want to throw on the table? Obviously, since I don't think you've touched Kingdom Battle yet. No, no. Um, God, what did I even play this fucking week? Uh, I'll be real with you. I don't, I took like a week off and didn't do shit. So God damn it. Say, I, can I, I didn't play Jack. I don't remember playing anything this week. Great. Can, can I back Jesse up on something from last week? You can give it a try. So <laughs> I played Rock of Ages 2. Okay. Hilarious in concept, hilarious characters, very funny sequences, and the gameplay gets very repetitive. <laughs> you just you. don't like the game then. Yeah. Um, I also rage quit and will never touch it again after that <laughs> boss battle that's basically Frogger. <laughs> I was so furious. I was so furious at that boss battle that I was like, oh no, the game crashed. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's wow. That's so sad. Is, doesn't it suck <laughs> when games just crash that way? I guess, man, probably won't come back to that. They're awesome. <laughs> I hated it so much. It amazes me with all the other stuff that you play that's definitely rage quit worthy. Rock of fucking ages was the because one Because it decided. didn't feel like it was my fault. Really? That's why I was pissed. It didn't hmm. feel like it was my fault. It felt like it uh, I don't know. It felt like there were there were too many variable variables about the game that like were intending to piss you off and make hmm. things more difficult than they needed to be. It just wasn't it wasn't fun for me. Look, yeah, I'm with you on that. I just couldn't get into it no matter what. And I wanted to cuz it's hilarious. The game is It funny. is. It's super funny. But it's just not a gameplay mechanic that I will ever try again. Uh I at least try try but... and multiplayer four player. I was watching uh uh Northern Lion show. I don't even remember what's called cuz it's not that important, but I was watching his show and they played it four player and it was really fun chaos. Maybe play it that way instead of doing the single player. Just a, just a suggestion. I haven't played it, so I'm just looking up screenshots and it looks fun. I mean, it's a mixture of tower defense and bowling. So if you're not into those things on a background of like weird Monty Python-esque false history, then this is probably not a game I you'd mean, find entertaining. All of it sounds good to me. That that is if if you're into the whole bowling aspect, and there are some boss fights which are absolute dicks. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Yeah, but uh, multiplayer I think is excellent in that game. But hey, uh, I can actually talk about the game Morph Girl, which I truly want to talk about. Because Morph Girl was that? Holy shit! Morph Girl is an FMV okay. horror game, right? Done in the style of like. Japanese lost videos that if you watch them will murder you kind of deals. Okay. Um, the premise is that you are a woman whose uh, wife has died and uh, you experience like massive depression uh, in the year following her death. And then on the anniversary of her death, a some crazy demon comes out of your bathroom and like stalks you well, this sounds like a bag of laughs what yeah yeah it is it, it's a game where 
you find yourself a lot of time being like, why would you do that? What? Like <laughs> just the character, even though it's FMV and it's a real person and you're yelling at a real person acting, you're like, why, if someone appears in your kitchen, a ghost appears in your kitchen, why do you run upstairs? That kind of stuff. Like, what are you doing? Why well, do that's we not a standard up? horror trope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is, it is very short, but pretty entertaining. I will say one of the endings is laugh out loud hilarious. I, uh, I won't even spoil it. It is the, if you can say to yourself, what is the craziest fucking thing that could possibly happen right now? that shit happens in this hmm. game it is bizarre but there are six endings and i for the life of me have only found five and i can't find the six so i don't know how long is it uh, two hours maybe max oh super and, short okay yeah super super short and um it's very entertaining if you can get past the fact that it's pretty depressing uh at the beginning when you learn the backstory of stuff other than that some of the choices you make are crazy just crazy like it's you you wonder you wonder if this is it's clearly not like i don't know i'm not gonna spoil it it's is it's, it spoops were you spooked um, at all there's two scary moments and the rest of it's like not that scary okay uh okay. and and in fact every ending you think is going to be scary is not scary <laughs> i i I can't even begin to describe this game to you without spoiling it. I will simply say if you like horror games that are short, but you don't want to like, get jump scared for two hours, this is probably a good game for you. You guys okay. played uh, Little Nightmares? Yeah, yes. I loved that game. Yeah, it's like you're just making me think of that because it's like technically a horror game, but it's not jump scary or like aggressively spooky. It's just really unsettling. And I like only played that last month. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. It was like Spirited Away until the very end where it turns into like some other weird horror thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I liked it a lot. I saw them play the DLC. The DLC is like pretty oh expensive God. for how long it apparently is. It's very, very short. It might've taken us like an hour and a half to beat, but like yeah. the DLC is actual horror for me. The, you know how each area of that game has like a monster or kind of yeah. like a monster. Everybody? This one, because it's in the bowels of the ship where everything's flooded Straight up just a water monster, which is like my number one fear. And so it's Oh weird, it's a shark. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it stalks you through the entire level. And it is like the water monster in inside? Um very yes. I was very, pretty scared of that thing at the stock. Yeah, me too. Because the music trigger, whenever you jump into water, you automatically get this spooky music trigger, and then you can see the thing in the water moving towards you, and you have to keep jumping out of it. And if you jump on, say, a block or a piece of luggage or something it will start knocking it to knock you off and uh, eventually destroy it and it's like this is unpleasant on every level what a jax so, yeah but uh, it's it's it does open up uh another aspect of the story that i because i think once you beat little nightmares you still have that like what the fuck just happened yeah and so you this, apparently you play as the daughter of the woman at the end yeah yeah if you uh go back through and play through it when you go to to her room at the end you can see pictures of the little girl uh, what uh, and the the geisha woman hmm. yeah what crazy so the like yeah. law of little nightmares is supposed to be something like there's all of these like rich gluttonous people on this ship 
and all of the children who aren't gross and gluttonous are just like thrown into this crappy area of the ship and treated like crap and then intentionally forgotten about until they can be turned into food. Right. Yep. So that also happens to you as the main character, even though you are the daughter of the woman who owns the ship, which is like not really told that well, but it's enough to be able to pick it up. I don't remember it the character's name. <clears throat> yeah. Or what the little gnome things are. I don't remember what they are specifically. Yeah. But some of that stuff messed uh. me up. From, no spoilers, from- but most horrifying part of yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. From what uh, uh, the devs said, I think the vast majority of the game was supposed to be like just a technical demo to show that they could do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, piece together in a, in a coherent story. Because they're like, let's see if we can do this thing or make this thing work. And I think that kind of explains it, but I wish, I hope that these DLC go back and sort of retcon the story enough that we get to see more of it. Because so far it's working. So far you're like, oh, I see where they're going with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, at least DLC it's not plan. expositional. Yeah. Yes, there's no dialogue, which is, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Is there more DLC? Uh, yeah, there's there a bunch more? more coming out, but I think just the first one came out. Mm-hmm. I should play that. Yeah. Yeah, game is really good. And you mentioned the other game also, like looking for endings. I'm still trying to find all the endings in Nia. And I got like yeah. seven, <laughs> like 26 yeah, or something. There's like yeah. five oh, big man. ones and then a bunch of little ones, right? Right. There's one for every letter of the alphabet. And Lovely. there's something that you can yeah. guess. Like if you don't do something when it's like on a timer or you're being like aggressively told to do something and you don't do it, and you're like, this will result in an ending. Um, there's one where you're like kind of being hacked into. And if you just, don't do anything about it, that's going to be an ending. So you can guess some of them, and I don't want to look them all up, but um, it's most of them are just funny deaths, I think. Yeah, we got, when we, when we originally, like, played it right before it came out, um, like, (laughs) we decided to put it on whatever the the hardest difficulty is, died immediately in the tutorial, and the credits just, like, rolled super fast. (laughs) Like, all right, there's an ending, I guess. Yeah, that's one of them. So funny. Yeah, it's a tough Definitely. game. It's like a, a lot of parts of it that I found really hard because I have tendonitis, which means that any button mashing, I can't really do. It yeah. hurts me a ton. And I actually got it from playing The Witcher 3. Um, <laughs> that's that's what I think, at least. That was a week where it started to hurt. And so there's loads of the combat sequences in Nia that just like killed me. I can't do Guitar Hero. I can't do a lot of fighting games. And I have to like in games like Uncharted or action adventure games, if you have to do um, like button mashing, a lot of them have options for you to turn it off, which is really, really good. Mm. But Nia, there was a point where uh, I found out that you could do auto chips. The game literally plays itself. You just turn this thing on and it does everything. It's like, I don't know why this option exists except for when my hand is getting sore. Like, you just press a trigger and and they just attack for you. It's so bizarre. Like, what? That's how they did difficulty in that game. They, uh, I think, in an interview, they were saying, yeah, some people just want to see the story and can't really deal with this whole spectacle fighter shit. So we put yeah. this in that just lets you do that, uh, which crazy. is neat, you know, because it's nicely sort of out of the way and not a very obvious thing. Mm-hmm. And if you need it, you can put it on, and yeah, it doesn't I mean, I put any it. It's just like the like first it. time I've ever encountered that in the game. I was like, all right, well, I guess the the purpose of that game is the story. It's really interesting. If anyone hasn't played it, it's like, oh, it's super interesting. The, the game, yeah. sequel of the game is built into the game. <laughs> Yes, it's like you finish it and then and then you just play the second game like immediately afterwards yeah. in the same save. It's, the it's first so playthrough is not representative really what the game is like. It's definitely yeah. designed to be played multiple times. It, yeah. uh, it, it, I still haven't got around to. I just need to put a couple of days aside and just sit down and go through the whole thing. I, I've been thinking yeah. that too. I just haven't had the 
I just haven't got around to it because I know it's very obviously one of the most interesting games this year, and I just have still not fucking got around to it. Well, you could do a playthrough at a time, and they get shorter every time too. So it's like if the first one's like eight hours, the second one's six, and then five. So it gets easier as it goes. Like I played through the first one in one sitting and very easily. Like it, it's really easy to consume and doesn't get too repetitive. Except like play through C, you play as two characters who sometimes do similar things. But mm. yeah, other than that, it's it's so easy to consume. It's a really interesting game. Yep, I want to also sit very down good soundtrack. And definitely continue uh, to check that out. Can I ask a question? Yes. Uh, this is something that I took time this week to do while I was sort of out and about. Um. Knack one and knack two. Oh lord. Yep. Okay. Those are video games. Yep. Question for: Have any of you played them? Yes. I played the first knack. Yeah, I was under the impression that knack was like kind of a silly, fun kids game. Yeah. I watched the story of knack two and was like, "The fuck, this is way too serious." Yeah, and there's what? like a part where you have to infiltrate this building but it's being guarded by all these robots made by one of the main characters, like ex-girlfriends who hates him. And I guess just wants to murder him. So you're like trying to break into this building and Nack's the only one who can get through. Cause like the, the robots will detect him if he's, it's like, it's pretty intense. It's automatically huh. all over like, the place. This is a kid's game. This is like, people are dying left and right. Nack is <laughs> robots. A guy falls off a cliff. I was like, the fuck is happening in this game? It just I, they they don't they didn't know what they were doing. Like it's like, hey, we're gonna make a mascot that's just a bunch of shapes, so nobody gives a fuck. And thematically and in terms of like its tone, it's all over the place and it just also happens to not be a fun game either. So I think NAC two is a lot more fun than NAC one. Yes, I mean it like helps that you don't die in like one or two hits. So that, yeah, that and there's platforming which is actually like fairly interestingly designed. And one thing that yeah. I do like that it does is you can choose separate paths for platforming. So they're all like physically mapped out, but if you're choosing the easy difficulty, you can see the hard path, but you'll yes. take the easy route. And it's like, it's basically all of the levels are actually the same depending on which difficulty you play and what you see different parts of it. And I think that's really cool. It's also, it, it um, makes a lot of jokes about Knack 1 in, in the places it fixed it. Like there's a character who's like, what? You think you only have two kicks and a punch or like something like that? It's, yeah, so it's the, it makes that. improvements, but it's, I don't know, especially the way that the second game is. It's just nothing for anyone to get attached to, which is what I think they really wanted from it. And I just don't. I, I just, well, if they're going to do that, don't have a character that's just made of polygons, like just like, shapes. It's something better than that. It's crazy. Again, I've never played it. I have no experience in the game. I just watched the story. I watched an hour and a half of story. <laughs> and I was in. I was Why? like, what the fuck? <laughs> I wanted to know. And it got me. I was like, what the shit? But <laughs> Knack as a character is what you just like, I don't know, like weird triangles and shit, but his voice is the deepest, most Kratos-like voice. Like, he is, none of it matches. None of it makes sense. No. He's the biggest badass, but you're like, look at you, though. There's nothing, you look like you should be like, hi, everybody, I'm here to kill you. There's <laughs> nothing about it that makes sense. I don't care. I was in. I watched all of it. Like, <laughs> holy shit. All I mean, right. I didn't finish it, but I think it's supposed to be like, like a Pixar movie, you know how they have a lot of dirty jokes in them for adults? Mm. I think that's the idea with the story is that like kids will like it and they'll think Nack's cool and his best friend's like a young teen or whatever that they can relate to, but then it's got like a bunch of dumb adult things because the whole thing is made with parents and kids playing together in mind. Will, like will they game. think is cool though? I mean, I'm not a child. I don't really know what they think is cool these days, but 
I don't know if a pile of shapes is what they would consider cool. He just he doesn't seem like a good mascot of any description. Like he doesn't seem memorable in any way. Yeah, when you combine the two, you can combine like blue knack and red knack to if you're playing together, and it just looks like a very deformed Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's not great. No, it doesn't seem yeah. like it is. I don't Odd know design. why there was another one. Somebody is really attached to that guy. Pro yes, de there's definitely probably fan art up of Nack somewhere. But I guess like the idea is that because mechanically he shrinks and, and grows, that they, they decided to do that with a bunch of bits. I don't really know. He's probably do that with anything else. He's literally Twitch donations the character. It's just a bunch of bits. That's all he is. <laughs> I, pile of why is there not a Twitch add-on that makes a knack for you, and then the bits you get become the knack on your screen? Yeah, you should develop it. You go, yeah, you the extension. Go, go uh, hire a development team. Go make it happen. Go make your knack. Make your knack dreams come true. <laughs> there are not very many knack fan arts. I oh, am not that surprised. Deviantart.com. Uh, There's not a lot. No, I can't imagine why that would be. Images. Nobody cares about knack. Wow, there's barely any knack rule 34. It's almost like no one cares. No, no you're it's totally like right. No one wants to see him bone uh, something. Huh. And that is Whatever a barometer is for bone. success. And I wish I was being sarcastic about that, but it really is not any more sarcastic mm -hmm. claim. Not whatsoever. My, my. Mm. Yes, so knack, maybe don't. There are probably better things you could spend your time on. I mean, fuck, you know. Like that... everybody's golf. I mean, that's apparently good, I'm told. It is really good. <laughs> it's actually good. Yeah. They came out at a really similar time and like seemingly both like targeted towards kids, but everybody's golf is super fun. Yep. Shockingly fun. If you're not a kid, maybe play the new Yakuza, which is the old Yakuza, but yes. newer. It's kind of great. So I guess Destiny is the thing that came out. As well. uh, it is. I think Destiny if we're come out. gonna go, uh, who's gone? Who's actually played it? Because I'm thinking this sounds like a big topic. We should do it after the break. But I don't think anyone here outside of yourself has actually played it yet. I haven't, I haven't played, played it. it. Oh, nobody's <laughs> played it. Well, my grandma's visiting. Or okay, waiting for that PC, yo. Waiting for the PC version. Yeah. I'll I definitely play it. I, I hope it's phenomenal yeah. and it will be even better when it comes on a PC. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to play an FPS on a console at 30. There's no point when I know it's going to be out on PC in a month and it's going to be better. So yeah, it'll be interesting. People who like, my... played the PC beta and then are like, fuck, yeah, I fuck it this. on console. Yeah, now you made a horrible mistake. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it definitely I... sucks that they don't let you transfer the character over so that you can move to yeah. PC to keep with your friends. That's really shitty of them. I yeah. cannot stress how good the pc version feels like it, having played it it is so much better than just like it just it's, it's yeah. better it's also really pretty mm -hmm. there's a lot of color this time around and yeah it's it's a really pretty game yeah and ultimately if you're gonna play you know a big looter shooter and you want something that feels good and feels snappy and the shooting feels good you're gonna play on a pc to do that so that's I, yeah, I'll just wait for that. It'll be my first Destiny experience, and you know, from what I've heard, it sounds like it's might be a good time. And cool, we'll see how that goes. I don't really have any expectations of it, honestly, which is kind of neat to go into something with mm. no expectations and Same. just see how it impresses people. Did you guys play the first one? I yeah. uh, no. Jesse did. Uh, Jesse my did. My husband played a ton of it. Mm -hmm. I was a fan of the gameplay, but I hated the fact that 
it was every conversation was like, I could tell you what was happening, but we don't have time for that. We've got to go kill guys. And I was like, fuck. I'm telling you. There was also a lot of like, you know, ghosts just being like, wait, fight them off while I hack this. I feel like yeah. that was like every single mission. I, I heard they just improved of it, all of that. Like very yeah. much like improve the variety, improve the way they tell you the story, improve the way they deliver the lore to you. Uh, yeah, so. Mm. For me, I just yeah. care about lots of good shooting and really cool looting, and it sounds like it's got both of them. So yeah, it's got like seemingly more enemy variety and stuff as well. And yeah, the farm, which is like the towers, is pretty cool. You can play soccer. Okay, football. sure. No, you guys call it soccer, right? Well, I mean, I call it football, but yeah, those well, lo- it's those heathens slash do. Football. And uh, you you actually score goals, so that's that's like a fun it. part of Destiny. 2. Have you guys seen the the Japanese Destiny Two trailer? I have not. What's up with that? Oh my god, yeah. it's so good! It's yeah. a it's Should like a huge like IRL dance party that uses only emotes from the game, and All it's right. incredible. I'm looking this up. I'm bringing it up on screen right now so that other people can experience that. Oh, it's that, it is so exactly what you said it good. was. All right, it's so good. <laughs> I've said, I think I mentioned this on the podcast last week, but I'll say it again. I like how they're not taking themselves too seriously this time. Because yeah. even when I went to the Bungie Studios before they released Destiny 1, I got the feeling they are taking themselves really damn seriously with this. And everything about this game seems like it's super serious. So there's no room for fun here. Must, you know, whereas now it seems like they're definitely in for the fun. Like, they're taking the piss out of themselves. And I mean, they patched out the things that people found fun. Like yes, the, yeah, the loot uh, cave the, and the everything. The Peter Dinklage yeah. stuff and, yeah, yes. and those. Like, they, they patched out the fun things, whereas this campaign seems to have a lot more jokes in it and Good. characters that are yeah. actually funny. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it. They're actually characters this time instead of like, I am the commander of your class. Now go do a thing. Okay, see yeah. you with my missions. It's like, oh, uh, we can do right. things now. Good. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, when's PC version out again? Oh, God. When's the release version of that? Destiny Tor PC release date is. So, nope. Uh, October 24th. So we're still going to be waiting a bit. Uh, also. Ha, huh, that's interesting. My face just replaced Alana's face. I don't know why I did that, but yeah. that's something I will do. <laughs> while, I don't know. That is something I'm going to no. fix during the break because that's clearly broken. John, uh, you're looking beautiful. Oh, it's probably because my yes, thank you. It's pretty crappy. Yeah, I'll see what I can do about fixing that during the break. When we come back after the break, when we've heard from our wonderful sponsor, Squarespace, then we will talk a little bit more about games we've been playing this week. I think Tooth and Tail is certainly going to be coming up since that is out today. I know Jesse has played that at a conference i've been playing it i played it last night there's some good if dark stuff in there so we'll see how that goes and other things and then we'll go on to some news later on in the show you're watching the co-optional podcast is brought to you by squarespace squarespace.com slash co-optional for 10 percent of your first order of free trial we're going to hear from them through the voice of me and my silly ads and we'll be back after the break don't go anywhere hi are you terrible at your job Of course you are. That's the cool thing to be these days. Basic competence is a thing of the past, and any mistake you make is actually the fault of a large horde of faceless angry people, other than any error on your part as a professional, which is why you should create your next website using Squarespace. Squarespace does all the professional for you, with no experience or even basic level of competence required. Look, you're not a web designer, but you absolutely positively have to get your opinion and or product out on the internet right now, because otherwise it'll burn a hole in the back of your skull and flee to the woods. It's gonna start a vegan commune with that guy in the obnoxiously colored sweater from the coffee shop. Thankfully, this is no longer something that you need to consider in your business plan, because you can set up a website in just minutes by heading over to squarespace.com co-optional, where you can get 10% off your first order and a free trial. 
Grab a domain name quickly and easily with no hidden fees, jargon or additional nonsense with Squarespace domains. Link it up to your new website and start posting pretty much immediately. You don't have time for editing or correcting mistakes. You're on the cutting edge of the dialogue of the universe. Your posts shape time and space itself, warping realities and multiple dimensions to your will. You can't possibly wait and neither can your audience. See your changes in real time and publish them immediately with Squarespace's intuitive and easy to use interface. What you see is what you get and what you see is your absolute cosmic genius. What else could it be? Express yourself with incredible galleries and templates made by other people that you can easily pass off as your own. Impress your colleagues, friends, customers, and potential business associates with just how stylish and sleek the design of your website is by choosing from a wide variety of professional layouts. But what if I run into trouble, you might ask? What if my gifts to the cosmos are impeded by some sort of wall? Something that would be hard for me to jump over? What if despite clear and easy to follow instructions that Squarespace is absolutely full of, I still lack basic problem solving skills? Well, that's why you pay for a service, so somebody else can solve your problems for you. Get award-winning 24-7 support for any problem, no matter how obvious or easily solved, anytime you need it. Visit squarespace.com slash cooptional today for 10% off your first order and a free trial. Tear down the walls, remove the barriers, cover up all the pitfalls, and prevent loss of health due to dangerous enemies by starting your website today with Squarespace. Now you can get back to the business of blaming the rest of the world for your problems. But doing so in style with superb presentation, which we all know makes our arguments more valid. Whether you're building a website, blog, gallery, or online store, get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional. Capture your ideas today before they start weaving things out of hemp and farming organic kale. It's not good for anyone. It's your responsibility to make sure that never happens. Take responsibility now and make your next move with Squarespace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast, the show where it certainly isn't a show if we don't have some kind of technical difficulty. So there you go. It's true. You know, it wouldn't be live otherwise. Now I just get worried when Alana's not moving a lot. It's like, is she just not moving a lot or is she gone? Or is she gone forever? I think she is actually gone. No, no, she's back. Yes, she is. God damn it. IGN yeah, needs to pedal faster on that it's internet. It's this specific room. So this is a true story. We had this guy who was like somewhere near IGN headquarters who was in a van that was using a signal jammer on this part of San Francisco. It's like the most watchdogs thing you've ever heard. But because of that, some parts of our building have terrible Wi-Fi and I'm in like one of the few soundproof rooms that wasn't booked. Because so a guy fun. used a sound jammer once? Some guy, no, it's like he, he like used it in a van and left it there. And then because of that, it's like, we they don't know how to fix it's like isn't that completely illegal in every way it's insane that does not sound right at all they shouldn't be allowed to do that it's what it's what the experts said okay um, all right it was like hacking the building and like stopping us from getting wi-fi at certain parts so we have to make a private wi-fi network which i currently don't have the password to but that one works perfectly all of the others are fucked fun great yeah. Well, so we apologize for that, cam freezers, people talking over other people because of latency. Yeah, it's a live show on the internet. Welcome to it. We got problems. Oh, well, never mind. A big thanks, by the way, to anybody that is currently participating in so-called September. You can get Yay! 50% off your subscription to any of us, if you wish, on Twitch TV. For the first month, it is $2.50 rather than the $5 or your regional equivalent. And we actually get the full amount. Basically, the money comes out of Twitch's and Amazon's pocket. And that's fine by us. So by all means, feel free. Yeah. 
it's either if you've never subscribed to us before or if it's been a long time since you've subscribed to us. Although for Jesse, it's has a to be only just over a month. So. Yes, Jesse has that lifetime sub, so I don't know how that actually affects him. How does it affect you? Uh, I am unaffected by the whims of mortal men. Oh, I see. <laughs> my, sub, my sub fee is but one time. Hello. And I have you forever. Indeed. <laughs> they do. He's got the highest sub numbers on Twitch, and you know it just through that. He just did it solely as an ego boost. It's lovely. But yes, big thanks to those of you uh, using that. And again, don't do, don't sub to any other tier on my channel. It's bullshit. I wish I could turn that shit off. In fact, I don't even be great. see the tears. If I go to subscribe to you, I don't see the tears. That's good. I don't know. Hey, if they turn that off, that's brilliant. But I would just like to change the emote to fucking stop it, please, or something like that. I hate that. I hate it. Thankfully, I don't. I think there's only like two people that did it. I have, yeah, I have the sub tiers, but you don't get anything extra for them. Yeah, I, I don't want. I don't want that. <laughs> so like, I don't like, want it. If you wanna, I guess. Don't. Yeah, for me anyway. Don't. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, get back into it. So you remember before the break, I mentioned Tooth and Tail, which is. Yeah, I've been so excited for that to come out. Is it out now? It is. As it of is. today, it is absolutely out. And Jesse, I think, might have the most experience with it because he did play quite a bit of it at a convention. I played a bunch of it last night. So uh, talk about it. Jesse, why don't you uh, tell us what Tooth and Tail is all about? Yeah, so the premise of Tooth and Tail is that you play as various animals uh, in sort of a communist animal kingdom, I guess. Okay. Is well, at least one of the factions is definitely that. Like, right. Well, there's like a workers' party, and then there's like a little rebellion faction, and there's like a military, and then there's a church faction. Yes. Uh, the premise is that um, the animals of this kingdom have run out of food, and they now are re like one of the factions have resorting to like eating other. It's well, everyone wants to eat everybody else now. It's like who gets the right to eat everybody else is like the right. whole plot of it now. And and so okay. a, yeah, it's pretty dark. Yeah. yeah, imagine a very like one of the one of the factions is led by a character who ate or, or like gave her own arm to feed some people. I think is the premise. So she's like armless. It's it's but they're animals and they're all. I'm gonna say cute, cute like animal, but uh, World War One style tropes. And so okay. there's mustard gas, right? It's, yes, I played it at a demo I, uh, at a convention, I think, and I remember there was like flamethrowers, mustard gas. It's an RTS. Yeah, yeah. Was, like, there was bears a, and owls, and yeah, yeah there's like a, a squirrel. A, uh, yeah. Sorry, a skunk who's got again a gas mask on and is doing that. Uh, the the flamethrower pig is fucking awesome. But yeah, sorry, uh, Jesse, go back on that. So like, it is an RTS. It's just quite mm -hmm. simplified and pretty easy to play. Yeah, it's a very simplified RTS. The basic premise is you have one unit that you control, which is your commander, and then you go around and you can uh, build farms, which will then produce uh, the, the food you need to build units. And then the units, as long as, like, you with one stick, or I, I haven't played it on mouse and keyboards, so I don't know how it works there. But oh, it's all mouse button. It's all like uh, use both mouse buttons, hold buttons down, and use the mouse wheel, basically. Yeah, base, the base just is with one stick. If you're playing with the controller, you're moving your character, and with the other stick, you're, you're sending your army to different locations. And okay. as long as your character can see stuff, your army can move to that location, or and, and then you can provide buffs or whatever for them. And your army can consist of uh, any number of units, but I think it's five or six that you can actually bring with you 
to a battle. It's a drafting to... system, yeah. There's like a pre-match draft where I don't know if there's picks and counter picks. If there is, that's great. But you definitely pick from a big pool of units, and those are the units you get to build. Right. Mm. And so you can have anything from like I think it's like a drunken squirrel. I'm trying to remember what all the units. There's there's one that like a lizard with like a staff and there's all sorts of different cool little units and each one does something different there are uh, also you can get things that are like defensive turrets and um blimps that drop bombs and all sorts of crazy shit at the end of the day it's a super simplified rts where you only have it's it's kind of like if you had to get someone into the rts genre this is a pretty easy gateway because it sort of shows you okay you do have to build a few things but not a lot and you do have to control your units, but you really only have to control the one, and then everything else just does its stuff. But you have to know when to run and know when to attack certain things and know when to do this and that. So it kind of mm. teaches you what an RTS is like in a pretty easy way. That sounds what does fun, it do dude. differently other than be animal-related? Well, oh, in terms yeah. of how it controls, uh, it's very much in a regular RTS, you're going to be using a mouse and you're going to be bandboxing groups of units. You're going to be hotking different groups of units and a lot of micromanagement. In this case, you are, physical, you are physically on the battlefield as a commander with a big flag. And oh. you hold down a button to say, everybody rally to me or right. only this kind of unit rally to me and go and attack this. So there's um, an example. There's a unit that has a mortar on their back so you're probably going to want to use that to bombard defenses at long range. So with the mouse, uh, it's easy with a controller as well. I just kind of roll the mouse wheel so that their little picture's highlighted at the bottom, and I'll click and say, Mortar dudes, attack this thing. And then every everybody else, go hit this thing. So it takes a lot of that demand away, and all the units kind of auto-build. There's quite a few StarCraft mods that are like this, where you build a building and stuff kind of gets automatically built from it, at a certain speed, consuming certain amounts of resources, and then it just kind of gets added to your army. Yeah, it has like a a, a very Pikmin vibe to it. Yeah, or it, Overlord. If you played Overlord, yeah. that was kind of like mm -hmm. that. It looks really cool. Yeah, I feel like I played it very, very briefly at an event because, like, when you started talking about it, I was like, I remember an RTS that has like skunks and bears and and or boars. I mean, and yes. What else is that? I feel like there's owls. There is. There's, there's, there's several kinds of owls. There's a big owl that spawns little mice that it drops. It's kind of like an owl bomber that spawns. Right. It's called the Matri Ark, I believe. Like, <laughs> um, They've all got really cool names. Uh, you were talking about the squ drunk squirrels. They're called the Distillery Brothers. And there's a little backstory that says they are certain of their dooms, so they drink acorn whiskey before they go into battle and all the shit. And they have like a little pistol, mm. and they're like, I don't even care. They're great. And you can they're a good swarm unit. Of yeah. those and just send them in. They're uh, good AA, yeah. The, the thing that got me into the game when I played it that kept me playing it for a while, at, at it was like PAX East maybe? Yes. Uh, in the indie area, was that um, the multiplayer... It is chaos like it's yes yeah. total chaos and to play with people who have never played before or to play with people who are like real seasoned and to see that at the end of the day because it's such chaos you can be really skilled at it but shit can just not go your way i thought that was really entertaining and so it sort of balanced the playing field yeah, you can do the whole 1v1 thing. They did a two versus two tournament in the beta. You can do just a free-for-all with four players. I think on console, I'm not sure about on PC, but on console you can do split screen. Hmm. And as a result, it's like I, I play quite a lot of RTS and I cast a lot of StarCraft, so I feel like I'm in a decent position to say, does this feel like an RTS? And at its core, I think it does. I think it takes away a lot of the control and... 
mechanical barriers towards enjoying a real-time strategy and distills it down to what a lot of the core is, which is build an army and hit something is the core of what a lot of people like. And it does that. If you're interested in complex base building, not really. If you're interested in, like, really precise micro, nah. But there's still some of that. You know, it's important that you keep your commander alive, for instance. Because if your commander dies, they've got to respawn, and they respawn across the map, so you can't control your army for a little bit. So there's definitely something in there. Like, they, they in interviews, they said, we want to make the kind of hearthstone of RTS. And whether they've achieved that, I don't know. But it is definitely quick, easy, accessible matches, and the drafting mechanic means that every match is kind of different. And it also has the same silly uh, RNG style, I think, of Hearthstone. I think that's accurate to say that. Really? You think there's RNG in it? I, I, I definitely think that there's some random aspects. Uh, not, I would not say to uh, single player uh, and maybe even one for one. But the minute you do three or four, it's insanity. And I think there's a lot because you don't know what other people have brought and and you could have have one army that is totally in like cannot fight another army Maybe, that yeah. is coming at you all air and stuff. There's a lot of ways to go about it. So then you can even strategize and be like, "Yo, blue player, let's just take out red. We can work together." I think there's a lot there. I think it's pretty cool. How expansive is the base building? Very limited. Uh, so yeah, you it's... you get control of these windmills, and they have like eight farm spots around them, and you can spend money to. I basically get a pig that works the farm and yeah. it only lasts for a certain amount of time before the farm goes uh, barren. So you have to expand quite often, but it's just a case of take that and the rest of the base building is if if there's a unit, it's got a building that spawns it. And if it's a defense, you just kind of build it for money. That's as far as it goes. Right. Right. So very basic, uh, but it works. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I think it does a better job of being a RTS for more kind of casual or players kind of breaking that all of those mechanical barriers down better than Halo Wars does. Like Halo yeah. Wars, I think, tries to keep a hold of too many of the old ideas that really need a mouse and then says, you could do it without a mouse. I'm like, oh, you really can't. It's clunky. But this mm -hmm. this will totally work in a controller. Um, very, very much so. Uh, I have enjoyed it so far. I will say I would have preferred if the campaign had more voice acting in it because the opening cinematic is intense. Like, this game is dark. It's literally like, I will feast on your people kind of dark. Like, I'm going to eat you. It's, it's very like, you know, it's a bit animal farm. It's definitely inspired by the Russian revolution, all that kind of thing. But there are definitely some levels in there that like, it would be cool if this had a bit of voice acting, maybe a cutscene or two, and some of the levels are not that well designed. There was a really shitty one where it's like, you have to free 15 camps of people, and it's in this fucking maze. I'm like, oh, this is annoying. It's not hard, it just took long. Um, What's so the writing like? It's pretty good. It's I just would prefer that it was VO'd, honestly. Yeah. like. I think some of it is very good. There's definitely some very grandiose stuff that's said, and there's clearly some inspirations from shit like War and Peace and Animal Farm and 1984 and a lot of stuff about the Russian Revolution and mm -hmm. a little bit of World War One in there. Imagine they're obviously like drawing on war literary influences, but the problem is there's so much of it crammed into such a small space. It would be like nice if maybe just get a couple of voice actors to deliver it. You know, I'm just yeah. saying. Get Dodger in there, voice act a squirrel that's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm letting you know. I don't think I would take that seriously, but okay. 
I would. No one can hear. She muted herself, and that's this is great. Oh, <laughs> we go. I'm very sad. I'm gonna kill everybody. There you go. I'm a squirrel. Definitely got the delivery right? down to a point there. Well done. That is really good. Thank oh. you. Yes. <laughs> Don't lie to her. It'll just make it worse. <laughs> I thought that was a great squirrel voice. A murderous squirrel. Okay. Yeah. All right. For the revolution! For the right. revel of evil revolution! Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it seems good. Uh, I, I think definitely if you want to play the multiplayer, it's it's an easy pickup. If you're just a single-player person, the campaign might not be up to snuff. There's, it has its moments, and then there are bits where it's like, this was either obviously designed to be a tutorial or was just not a very well-designed level. I have to admit, I don't think there's ever been... Outside of StarCraft 2, like a better RTS campaign than the Command and Conquers. You know, people love those levels. They were full of character and theme and the cheesy cutscenes and everything. Man, that's true. It's been a while since I played an RTS where the story was good. And it wasn't designed to be like, we're it's the next sport. Like, I don't know. That's I'm, definitely I, lacking. Yeah. Grey Goo did it. I feel like I liked bit. Company of Heroes too. I feel like I yeah, liked that story. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I think yeah. they were both really good. Uh, Grey Goo did it a little bit. They had some really good cutscenes in that, but it, the campaign wasn't really long enough and didn't have enough character to it. So I would, I would definitely love to see a more single-player focused RTS. Mm. There's definitely some good stuff in uh, yeah. the com the Command and Conquer still hold up there, a lot. Cool. Yeah. So that game's uh, kind of neat. Uh, expect coverage on the channel next couple of days on that one. Dodger, what you got? Um, I played a game called Rhyme. Oh, Rhyme! That. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it came out. It came out a, a little bit ago, like it a did, month ago yeah. or something. A few months. But yeah. um, yeah, that was a beautiful game. A really, really beautiful game. I know they had some optimization problems when it first came out, and I had yeah. a little bit of trouble streaming it. There were some hiccups, but um, overall, that game is gorgeous. Like. Just a really, really nice experience. Um, you play a, a boy who's sort of washed up on a shore and uh, it's the sort of game where it doesn't really tell you what to do. It's just like, you're on a beach, so <laughs> figure it out, um, which I'm I'm always down for. And uh, you're kind of, you're just on this island that has these strange structures and like, um, weird creatures and all kinds of stuff and the puzzles in it I thought were really fun pretty simple but like fun and um, it didn't take that long to play it was like how long did it how long does Steam say that it took me to play that game I'm guessing six hours ah, it took me five hours not long Three. enough to justify the $40 on Switch I think is the answer to that mm. Mm. oh I did I keep forgetting it's even on Switch yeah it's really pretty, pretty. It is. It's a beautiful game. $40 for five hours, though. I don't know about that. Um, but I, I did really enjoy it. It it tugged at my whole heartstrings. Not that that's hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> Does it have um, any combat? Uh, no. No. Okay. There's no combat. Um, there are moments that are more tense than others, but for the most part, it's just like a, a puzzling experience sort of a game. Mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah it looks like kind of like the witness is like the a really lot of people were colors. saying that yeah. yeah um not as infuriating as the witness <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard yeah um 
the the puzzles did not i don't think any of the puzzles took me very long at all mm-hmm. um but they were they still felt satisfying if that makes sense i That's still good. like enjoyed doing them yeah i feel like quite a few of those sort of or they're almost like indie oscar bait games sort of just nod to gameplay because they've kind of got to have it but mm. it's nice to say oh that actually had a puzzle that was kind of worth doing like as much as i love brothers of tale of two sons and i still think it's the best game of all time that game did not have great difficult puzzles in it like let's be mm. honest about that it didn't for me that was great because i'm an idiot but <laughs> for the most part yeah if you wanted to look for a more puzzling experience that was not it yeah mm-hmm. i wonder I like- what a way out's going to be like I am looking forward to that one. That mm. that looks like a very interesting expansion of that idea. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, did you guys hear about... Sorry, this is off topic. Did you guys hear that uh, the guy who made Stardew Valley is making another game? I did not hear that. What is it? I'm, I'm doing with dating? It's, I'm so excited. It's a magic school. <laughs> it's basically a Harry oh. Potter game. You just oh, like yeah, yeah. make your own wizard or witch and you're at magic school. <laughs> I'm so excited. But I'm wondering like... Because with Stardew Valley, it was awesome because it was all of the things that I loved about Harvest Moon, but then it also had like these really cool interpersonal connections, sort of storylines that were all going on, right? Yeah. Um, so with this, literally all I know about it is you're in magic school, you're a witch or a wizard, and you can date people just like in Stardew Valley. And I'm like, but okay, but aside aside from the interpersonal relationship sort of stuff, what's going to be the the replacement for the harvesting the harvest moon sort of gameplay like what's going to be there to really bring it all together and have it be more than a dating sim or is it going to just be a dating sim i don't know sounds pretty great i'm still jazzed to make a little wizard and walk around and be like touch my butt it's gonna be great (laughs) okay i'm so excited (laughs) your priorities are always in order i'll say that Mm -hmm. always indeed anything else Mm -hmm. you've been playing this week uh, I did Rock of Ages. I did Rhyme. Um, so you could say you oh. rocked a rhyme, rocked a rhyme. Is it tricky? tricky. Oh, damn. It's tricky, tricky, rock tricky, around tricky, to rock tricky. around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Well, now I've got that out of the way and I'm feeling better about it. And what else? I met a little girly. Her hair was kind of curly. I played Alpha Bear. I played the like PC version of Alpha Bear. That's by the Triple Town guys, right? It's okay. Here's the thing. Okay. So I've I've played Alpha Bear on my phone before. Alpha Bear on PC is so much better because it doesn't do the fucking phone thing where it's like you gotta wait until you can mm-hmm. play again, right? Yeah. So it's literally Alpha. It's everything that I like about Alpha Bear, where it's like you do this. This is better. You, you do this challenge, you get new bears. You do this, you do this challenge, you get new bears. You collect a bunch of bears and you just keep doing word games, right? On the phone, they only make you do so many before they're like, hmm, you got to chill before you can play more. (laughs) And on the PC, they just let you keep playing. It's great. (laughs) There's been a a push lately of devs that have realized phone bullshit doesn't fly on PC that have like, well, what if we took the game and then took the phone bullshit out? Because people are more willing to pay up front for a game on PC but on iOS, they're totally fucking not. Like, you throw $2 in front of somebody, they're like, no way, I'm not paying $2 for a game on my phone. Uh, what was that, an $8 Frappuccino? Sounds totally reasonable, thank you. <laughs> but they, on PC, uh, there was uh, the Space Wolf Warhammer 40,000 tactics card game, which was surprisingly fucking good. 
on phone was like, there's a bunch of free-to-play bullshit. Uh, on the PC, like, there's no free-to-play bullshit. You just pay $15. Like, yay, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so more of that, please. That would be great. Uh, it's mm -hmm. interesting to see people adapt business models to different devices and platforms for what is acceptable to that audience. I agree, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the chat's full of bears now. Thank you for that. Yeah, look at all those sweet bears. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Spry. Oh, what else has Spry Fox been doing lately? I, I mean, they did really well with Triple Town. They did. Oh, they've done quite a lot actually. They did that um, Road Not Taken, which was like it's a rogue light oh, yeah. puzzle game thing. That was kind of neat. Oh, they're doing a massively cooperative bullet hell shooter called Steambirds Alliance, apparently. That's Interesting. weird. And uh, Beartopia. Beartopia is a cooperative village building game in VR. Virtual bears. So, yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. So apparently they're doing that. Also, Panda Poet, a multiplayer word game where you grow and capture pandas by spelling better words than your opponent. Great. Also great. I'm I'm starting to see a common theme here with Sprite Bear Fox. Beartopia uh, kind of looks like um, an Annapurna game, uh, Donut County. You guys played that? I you just like so. you create a series of holes, and you're like a sinkhole in this town, and you have to just like slowly swallow up things. But as you swallow more things, it gets bigger, and the town okay. is just full of like raccoons mm. and like different animals who are like kind of terrified of the sinkhole that's taking over the town and every now and then there's a cutscene where it'll cut to all of these villages hanging out inside of the sinkhole and being like this dumb sinkhole took my house and just like kind of in this little community village so all you do is just gobble stuff up like like a anti-version of katamari but okay. it's really peaceful like playing it is just like it's like clearing clutter off of something and that all you do is just move around and it's just something about it is so relaxing that I just, huh. I yeah. played it for a really long time. It's like, all I'm doing is just swallowing stuff and it's great. Yeah, I daydream about world domination too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all really cute. Like, I it's just really want to nice swallow thing. the world. That's all I want. <laughs> and then uh, Annapurna have also they backed uh what remains of edith finch and then they mm -hmm. also have that game that's called the artful escape coming out which i think was at um xbox's stage at e3 but i got to play that at pax east last year and it's basically you it's like if david bowie met oh Studio i Ghibli remember that now side scrolling yes uh, the name sounded familiar, and now that you're describing it, I don't think I know. <laughs> if you if check the stream, uh, I put a trailer up now. Yeah, I I didn't remember it until I was like, oh yeah, the guitar and the colors oh, and this. yeah, yes, yes, I do remember this now. It, it, yeah, and it's an Australian-made game, and it's very very cool. And when I played it at PAX, the guy had an amp, so you're playing it, and the actual guitar sounds like hitting you in the face. It was, it was cool. such a great way to demo a game. And it's just like yeah. really pretty and weird, and there's dialogue options as well, which. I, I expect that this is going to be a game that's about someone like after a breakup kind of trying to find themselves or something like that but he ends Through up in metal. this like, mystical weird world hmm. it's very cool looks neat Aww. definitely yeah so Anna, Annapurna games because they used to make uh, they make movies right Annapurna uh, I think so I'm trying to look up like the rest of the games that they backed but it seems like it's just like a game studio that's picking really good games they also did Ashen um, which I guess is now yet either that looks like Dark Souls ish. Oh, it's the one where no one has a face in it. Yep. Yeah. 
trying to find their other games. It's just a studio that seems to have very good taste in in the artsy kinds of games. Yeah, yeah. Donut County, um, Goroga, Gorogoa. It's Ashen, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition. Ah. So just a bunch of really impressive stuff that they are backing. It's it's very cool. Hmm. Very nice. So I originally started as a film studio, um, and they backed like Lawless, Zero Dark Thirty, Spring Breakers. Uh, That's quite the selection. <laughs> that is one. really quite the selection, isn't it? <laughs> Detroit, <laughs> like the, just a bunch of different stuff. Ha, well, there you go. Yeah. I feel like it's a Annapurna Interactive, which is the games division. It's like one to look out for, I think. Sure. Well, some good stuff. Anyone else got any games we've been playing this week? Did I ever talk to you guys about Last Day of June? No, you didn't. Uh, my wife's played that one. Uh, she seemed to quite like it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it's about... Uh, it feels very up. <laughs> you, like, play this guy, and uh, um, he's with his wife, and his wife is, like, an artist, and um, you live through, like, a day that feels very peaceful, and at the end of the day, you get into a car accident and you realize that in the car accident, the wife dies and the husband is um, is wheelchair bound afterwards. And he, um, she always like kept all of her paintings in a specific room and he finally like goes back into that room and there's kind of this power that he discovers to relive that day as different people in mm. the town. So he, you spend the whole game like, being different people in this little neighborhood trying to change the sequence of events to make it so that his wife will live um is like the idea of the game it's fucking that's brutal, really cool man it's yeah. a really cool game it's very brutal um but i i liked it a lot nobody really like nobody talks in the game or anything mm -hmm. it's just very like emotive and simple and did you play virginia no does anyone here play Virginia? It'd be a weird thing for me to talk about if no one else has played it, but it's it's kind of like no. a really artsy, nobody talks, and you're just trying to get through like sort of this police conspiracy. But um, I wanted to bring it up because I have no idea what to make of the ending still when it came out, I think late last year. And I'm like, still like, what does it mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I, I kind of like playing games when no one says anything. Like there's something really peaceful about that too, even though that mm. sounds like terrifying and brutal and depressing, but <laughs> still. I kind of love games where at the end I'm going, what the fuck was that all about? Like, Rhyme was kind of like that, honestly. Yeah. At the end of Rhyme, I was like, I think I, I'm pretty sure I get it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I get it, but yeah. <laughs> like the end of Little Nightmares, I was just really sad for a while. Just like very just, oh man. Oh my God. Day. I felt amped at the end of Little Nightmares. <laughs> I was like, that was fucking rad. <laughs> You but I haven't done the DLC, so maybe I would be sadder playing yeah. the DLC. No, it's awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't talk about stuff I played this week, but I did play a bunch of stuff at Gamescom. Uh, speaking of RTSs, I played the Age of Empires Definitive Edition. Oh, yeah. It's just Stage of Empires, really. Mm. Pretty much spot on. Like, it's exactly what you'd expect, except that it looks really good. Um, I did play the Xbox Build of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, 
which is something that I was pretty worried about um, going into it because I had a lot of questions and the devs still don't have a ton of answers to them. Like, we don't know if there's going to be, we know they want crossplay, but does like, we don't know if there's going to be the option to choose that's a console only server. Never going to happen. So important for that. That game. Yeah, there's no way they can do that without segregating those servers very clearly. I mean, it seems like they've got a very, a relatively small dev team for a game that's got super popular really fast mm-hmm. and they might end up biting off a bit more than they could chew if they're not careful. I mean, I if it releases in early access on Xbox later this year, I don't think it's going to come out for a lot longer. I think it's going to take them a really long time to work out all the kinks, but it's just... It, so the there are a few things that are different. Um, inventory is obviously slower. Managing an inventory on console is obviously slow enough that playing against people on PC, you're going to get shot in the back and die. Like, that's absolutely a thing that they can't really avoid. But they manage, like, swapping between weapons pretty well. It's mostly on the D-pad. There's some interesting button mapping decisions, like reloading, I think, is Y. And then interacting with objects or picking stuff up is X, which is a little bit weird. Um, But they currently don't have the option to change any of that stuff. It's, it's, they've made the, the best they can do, but it's just that I can't get past the inventory thing, like, there's no way that it's not going to slow people down and that game's so tense you need the speed in those moments that it's just there's nothing they can do about it right so yeah hopefully they have console only servers but they haven't confirmed that yet they're like well we don't they know. have to surely they're also aiming for 60 frames a second on console good luck yeah i was gonna say you could barely get on pc right now the build's mm-hmm. better than it was but still a mess so yeah. yeah, good luck with that. Like you said, yeah. it, while still keeping the view distance and everything, which is really important in that game. That and they just yeah. put fog into the damn game, so God knows what that's going to do. Yeah, <laughs> the draw distance is the one thing that was slightly different, but not in any way. It wasn't different enough that it affected anything super negatively. It was just like a little bit short. I mean, I guess but... if it's console versus console the, and the view distance is equal, it's fine. But if they do the crossplay thing, that's well, going to be a real mess. PS4 is also like strongly against crossplay, so it's yes. only ever going to be like Xbox and PC, which is the disaster. I don't know. Yes. I'm very yeah. interested to see how it turns out. Just don't. Like, yeah. for a first-person shooter, no. No, yeah. absolutely not. Uh, it's not a good idea. It never has been a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it played really well. It ran like surprisingly well for a really, really early build. So I think that it, this is going to be like a huge success for, oh, it's going to sell really well for oh, yeah, Xbox. Yeah. And yeah. it's a really good get for them, especially when that, that console already has a market of people who are used to playing multiplayer shooters for a long time. Like that's yes. really what it is with Halo and Gears. They already have that audience. So it's like a perfect fit. And I think it's going to do super well. But um, yeah, the crossplay thing is terrifying. <laughs> like you're just like thinking about it. It's like, oh no, I want that. No. I wonder what PlayStation's answer to that's going to be. It's obviously the battle royale genre is a big money spinner right now, and if they don't have PUBG for a while or ever, is it timed exclusive or they're not getting it ever? They're not answering that question, and the fact that they aren't answering that question means it's coming to PlayStation, because yeah. otherwise they would be yelling it from the rooftops. So the answer is always just like, right now we're just focusing on the Xbox build. Nah. Like, all right, yeah. yeah, aka it's coming to PlayStation later. We just don't know yeah. when. Makes me think Sony's going to try and find an answer to that, because it's just too popular a genre to ignore. I just wonder yeah. what that answer would be. Uh, Fortnite just announced a Battle Royale game mode. I don't think that is going to fix Fortnite's issues, but Didn't okay. GTA as well. I probably and it certainly makes yeah. sense if they do. I'm surprised yeah. it doesn't have one already. That's yeah. that's yeah, that's a decent way to do it. Although whether or not you can make more money off that at this point, I don't know. Especially no, if you start hey, we're gonna have microtransactions in this. Well that ruins everything then. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. 
Hmm. Not sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet they're thinking about it though, because yeah, it's such a popular thing right now. And it's, they I think that the history of that's really interesting. It's like, you know, player unknowns, H1Z1, Daisy, Armor 3. Like, it's just like the way that all of this stuff came out and, and how it all changed together and what each of these games learned from each other is just like, I, I would love to put together like a really history piece on like which of these started all of these things. And yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating genre. I don't know what comes next. Like, does someone make another thing that jumps off a of player unknown's battlegrounds like does it just keep happening i don't know it's interesting hard to say uh i think theme is probably the easiest way to manipulate it it's like right well you've got a sort of modern day thing let's go either medieval let's go fantasy let's go sci-fi mm. uh, let's use an existing license i was mentioning on twitter earlier today that warhammer 40,000's necromunda setting would be amazing it's that underhive kind of gangers and scum sort of thing where everybody's just out to get everybody else that would be perfect for a mm. Battle Royale-style game. And then people say, well, let's have a Star Wars one. Let's have a Lord of the Rings one and all that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, sure, they could totally do that. Yeah, I wonder how long it takes to make that, that well, Battle Royale. Because in, to in make theory, it it's well, just Yeah, mm. we've seen that a bunch of people, obviously none of them are finished. I've said it time and again, I think the most uh, polished one is the one that they did for The Division. The division's yeah. survival mode is very good, and it's a it's a good version of the battle royale idea, and it was polished. But that should have come out as a standalone. If they come out of a standalone, I really do think that game could have stolen PUBG's thunder, but it didn't. Or on launch, yeah, yeah, uh, but it didn't. So, mm. I mean, even even with H one Z one still losing out to PUBG, they're still the t in the top five games on Steam even after that. So there's yeah, obviously a huge audience for it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Does DayZ still rank at all? Nah. People still playing that game? I never Not really heard really. about DayZ. Yeah. The development's essentially abandoned on it. Like, they're two, mm. at least two years behind the stated timeline. It's it's just a mess. It's a fucking mess. People yeah, are claiming like that the Battle Royale mode for... Sorry. Uh, Motor Wars is apparently the name for G GTA Online. Apparently has a Battle, Roy Battle Royale of some sort. Right. Yeah, I think that they just came out with it. Um... Motor Wars. Motor when did that Wars. come out? Uh, I, yeah, I, don't, I'm, I must admit I don't play a huge amount of that. Motor Wars GTA. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Uh, there's there a lot of people are like, uh, it's not great. It's not oh, as well developed. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Okay, see how that goes. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of vehicles. I mean, it's called Motor Wars. Sure. But it seems like that's a huge part of it. Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, I love vehicle combat, but I'm not sure if that's what people are looking for, necessarily. Yeah. We'll see. All right, any other games? Anything? Anyone got anybody else? Um, no. I saw a behind-closed-doors demo of Faye. Oh! Uh, how was that? EA game. Yes. And I love it. So, you know, from those trailers, it looks a lot like Ori in the Blind Forest. It's like really whimsical and colorful. And so I guess because of that, the first time I saw it, I was expecting a side-scrolling platformer. It is not that. Uh, it's open world-ish um, adventure game. And you play as this little fox. And to get to new areas of the game, you have to learn a language where you communicate with another kind of animal. And like okay. you can talk to a small deer. And then as you progress, talk to a larger deer. And then maybe that larger deer opens up another part of the map or like gives you an ability that can like let you progress. Like I keep likening it to the items in Zelda. It's basically mm. just 
the thing that you unlock by communicating with this thing opens up a, a different part of the map. And the main goal of the story is that there's like these enemies called the silent ones who are trying to entrap all of these different kinds of animals and you have to befriend them and get to their areas and free them all, I guess. Um, and you do come across the silent ones. There's no combat, but it, there is stealth. Uh, and I only saw a couple of examples of that, but it seems like you can kind of lure them away with fruit or a distraction or set up some kind of solution with one of the other species of animals that you can talk to to kind of get rid of them. So there's a bunch of different options for that where it's going to be very puzzle heavy. But uh, for the most part, it just looked, it's really pretty. And it just feels like you've been dumped in this forest and it's just like, hey, go make friends with the animals and like come up with your own fantasy. And yeah, I'm really impressed by it. Um, walking out of that room, I was like, okay, I didn't know what this was. And now I know that this is, now I know that I, I'm okay with not knowing what this is. Like it's still really, um, hard for me to cross but it's yeah it's very pretty it's definitely zelda-esque for sure cool and supposed to be like 10 hours which i don't know if it will be that's... it doesn't seem like it'll be that long but yeah that's, that's all right said, that's so. a good number i'm glad to yeah, hear that ten, something's happening all right because we were we were concerned because it just vanished off the map for a while uh but glad to hear that that's actually coming dodger yeah. um was it you that uh, a while ago played a bunch of ascension the card game, uh, that oh, deck yeah. building game. Yeah, I, uh, I just got back I into was it, actually. super into Ascension years ago. Yeah, it is drowning in content now. Jesus. I picked it up last week again because I thought, like, hey, I want to play another deck builder, and this one is really good, and the version of Dominion and Star Realms is maybe not so good, so I'll get it. There's like 10 expansions now. It's like, fuck Asc me. and <laughs> so much. Ascension is nice because it's so contained, but with so many expansions, I guess, then it, like isn't quite as contained anymore. Well, the nice thing is you can pick which ones you want. And I'm just like, I'm just going to one at a time. I'm not going to mix them. I'm just going to play a few rounds of this box. And like, they all obviously have new mechanics. The one mm. I'm playing right now has a day and night mechanic where depending on which cards are in the middle row and if they have a day or a night symbol, it's either day or night. And that changes the abilities of something. So that was kind of cool. cool. So I'm playing around with that a bit. And there's just a lot there now. Like, there's a huge amount of content. I don't think that if you wanted a single-player deck builder, you'd ever need another one if you got that one, unless you just really hated the theme for it. But I'm glad to see that they're still doing well on it. Mm. It's definitely very, very good, and it seems like it's up to date. So, yeah, I played a ton of that the last couple of weeks. It's been good. Uh, I used to have it on my phone, and I I don't have it anymore. But I wonder how the app is doing. It's full full of content now. I I think if you <laughs> if you bought any expansions for it, you can restore your purchases, and then there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of discounted. But I think if you want to own everything, it's like thirty dollars, which compared to the fact that the physical will probably cost you three hundred for that much. That's not too bad. Mm. Uh, so there's there's a lot there. You don't need all the expansions at all, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. I read a, a guide is like, which expansion should I own for this? Because there's like 5 million of them now. And the, there's a pretty good one on the board game subreddit about that. Worth having a look at. Uh, apparently it was made by a professional magic player. Yeah. Mm, uh, quite a few cool. of these uh, deck builders ended up being built by Star Realms was too. There's a couple of pro magic players made that. And Hero Realms as well, which is the fantasy version of it. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's I actually a... played the new Magic digital game. Oh yeah, game, yeah. Um, How's that? MTG Arena. Uh, last week. Yeah, because they technically announced it at um, Hascon, the new Hasbro convention. Yeah, it's good. Like I don't, <clears throat> I don't really know what to say except that like it is Magic the Gathering, and and they've tried as hard as possible to both make it easy, flow well, 
and be as close to playing magic in person as possible. So like one of the things you can do in it that you couldn't do in, I believe, Jewels was you can actually like see when another player is looking at a certain card. And then because of that, like you would be able to in real life, you can uh, reorganize your cards in your deck. So it's like everything that you would normally be able to do in Magic, you can do in um, Arena. And there's just like a lot of attention to detail to like making it translate well with not just being a lot of text. So for example, um, all of the cards just have the art basically in the name. The text is written down as soon as they're on the board. They're all facing you so you can see them at all times. And things like Trample is like a series of claws that's just on the top of a card. So you know what their abilities are, but they only show up when it's relevant to play. So you're not just constantly flooded with images of stuff. Um, and the four developers in the room all said that between them, they'd made something like 10 games and this is the hardest one they'd ever made. And it was supposed to be just translating this really text heavy card game into like a one-on-one or a, a translation as well as they could into a virtual game that isn't just like a simulator, like MTG online it was supposed mm. to be just incredibly hard to do. And I was really impressed with it. Um, it, it was super alpha though. There were definitely a lot of things that they're going to change, but yeah, I, I think that people will really enjoy it. It is hard to do as a lot of people have been very critical of how they've done the magic, the gathering games over the last few years, because Magic the Gathering kind of lives and dies on the fact that it's got a lot of depth and there's a lot of complexity mm. to it and you're able to respond to things. You can't do that in Hearthstone. Hearthstone was built around the idea that you can't. And that's the problem Magic's had. It's like, well, we could just adapt the game, but then the game's really clunky and slow now yeah. because you got to wait for somebody to respond and how long should they have to do that? And look at all this text that's on the card now. And adapting that, yeah, it sounds like it would be really damn difficult while keeping the soul of the game intact without making it an easier version of it which is yeah. not what people want. And not having it be boring and having it flow well and having it look nice. Like it's yes. a lot of thought goes into that. And I feel like they did a really good job. Um, yeah, I didn't get to play around with the deck builder, but I feel like I liked the deck builder and Jewels of the Planeswalkers. So I think that's something that they've like done fairly well that they can yeah. probably translate over. But uh, it's still supposed to have like a thousand cards release a year or something insane like that. Which is just like, how do you oh. even keep on top of that? Like, it's just crazy. Tricky. <laughs> that's Magic the Gathering. That it is. We'll take a break. When we come back after this break, we'll talk a little bit about the news of what there has been on the gaming front. It's, not, it's been a relatively quiet week outside of drama, which we will, by the way, be avoiding, so don't ask. We will be right back after the break, folks. Don't go anywhere. You are watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the music from Ben Prunty, who is awesome, by the way. From FTL and Gravity Ghost. Gravity Ghost, sadly overlooked little game. Really awesome if you happen to see it in a humble bundle. But game, make you very happy. And yeah, you it has a great soundtrack. You can also play the first part of it for free on your phone. You totally can do that as well, which is pretty great. Okay, uh, elephant in the room, I suppose. Let's get this out of the way before we go into other stuff. Obviously, everybody knows about the... PewDiePie uses a racial slur on stream thing. We're not really going to talk about that. What we are going to briefly touch on is what happened with Camposanto and Firewatch, following up on that basically after it happened, saying we don't want PewDiePie to profit from our games anymore. We don't want to have a relationship with him, so we're going to issue a DMCA takedown on his Firewatch videos. So Which they legally can totally do. That seems to be the prevailing opinion at the moment. There is a lawyer who thinks they can't, but there are at least mm. two of them who think they can and have explained it pretty in-depth. 
so we're not going to dig in on the legal stuff because none of us are really qualified to do that. Fair enough. But I think it is definitely worth talking about the relationship between devs and content creators and what we should do as content creators to not fuck that up. That's mm. probably worth talking about. The concept. I mean, we, Sorry, we go have ahead. talked about we have talked about this in a more minor sense recently, along the lines of like, hey, if you're playing a game, put a link to the game in your description, mm -hmm. stuff like that, to like, you know, let the let the devs know of, we're trying to help yeah, you the way that the devs you're of us. um that dragon cancer. I feel like they listed a blog post saying that they felt like uh, they had such a small amount of people doing that that it really affected the sales of that game because it's a game yes. that you really watch rather than a game that you play actively so it's mm. like it it's it is a really important thing to do and people take that for granted but there's also with with firewatch specifically like um sean vanneman from campo santo said that he thinks that like pewdiepie probably did help them with sales in some way he so totally he's like conflicted did. on it as well and that's a yeah. totally separate conversation it's yeah. interesting yeah the you know the idea of like can they revoke the rights well they totally can do that yes um people could bring up fair use the thing with fair use is one it's never been tested and the prevailing legal opinion does seem to be let's plays are not fair use really they're not and we've been operating in a gray area for a long time basically yeah. there's a mutually beneficial relationship between the developer and the content creator in most circumstances you know you brought up that dragon cancer is a good example where they that might not be true and there you start getting into arguments of well this is a very linear game the way that you experience it on a stream can be very similar to the way that you experience it in the game ergo it's not transformative so you as the let's player weren't really doing anything and then people say well that's basically movie piracy at that point we've talked mm. about that with cutscene heavy games and all that kind of stuff it's it's a legal minefield that frankly nobody at all wants to get into. Like we don't well, want this to go to court. Thing to try and tackle. Yes, yes, Except it Nintendo. is. Nintendo, they want to get right in there. Well, Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo's uh, always been in there. <laughs> Nintendo asserted their rights very clearly, and nobody challenged them on it. I just want to point that out. People sure. that do still believe that Let's Play is fair use. Nintendo said no, it fucking isn't. Barged in, said we want license fees for this and nobody has got of the courage to challenge them on it i don't blame them because nintendo's scary and big but were there a valid case there somebody would have probably tried by now because mm -hmm. that's been in play for several years ultimately most developers realize that it's a it is a mutually beneficial relationship and they shouldn't interfere with it the problem is that when you start to rock the boat you know by not acting like a professional then you do start to interfere with it yeah, and That's I think that Campo Santos' statement said something along the lines of uh, if this guy is playing our game and our game is on his channel, then it looks like we are endorsing him. And I, I get that too. Like, that's an image. I mean, thing. I, yeah, like, I don't agree with that, but that's their I don't opinion. Need that you know? But, yeah. Yeah. I understand where it's coming from and it's like that's that's a weird thing too. Like, he was probably given the game for free. Like, what does that mean? And if someone comes across a certain Let's Player who like says something that the studio like morally disagrees with in their video and that's how someone discovers that game they associate it with that person and that can affect a sale as well it's it, it's a weird situation that i feel like there's going to be some legal department is going to tackle this and it's going to be really fascinating to watch how the laws change it's and the thing is the law probably once. needs to change you know the dmca yeah. nobody uh, we've tried to talk about this and people accuse us of like oh you're siding with this i'm not siding with anyone i'm just stating what the law is and the dmca is a shit show 
Like, there's no question about it. It is way out of date. We need to do something about it, but you've got to be careful about how you approach that. Because if it goes the wrong way, that can cause a very serious problem for people. So that's why people are just happy to kind of live and let live. And that's probably for the best in many ways until somebody that is properly tech savvy comes and completely reworks the law, which at the moment is not going to happen. So yeah. ultimately, the, arg yeah, the argument it. is so difficult because it's like legally from like a legal standpoint, it's this video would not exist without that game, but that game would still exist without this video. Right. Yeah. So it's like one person is, is much more beholden to the other person than vice versa, at least from like a, from like a legal standpoint, I think. Yeah. Like not taking into account sales or any of that. It's, it is tricky. Uh, and most of the, if there is going to be a debate on that, a lot of it should be, is that the right use for the DMCA? Isn't it? They're, they're, like I said, I'm very confident in saying they are totally in their legal rights to do it. Should they? You know, it's up for debate. The problem, I think, is that it's a it's a big mess online. That's not a debate that people can have. They are not particularly savvy on either the law or they don't want to be. They they want to cheer their side. <laughs> you can't debate on the internet. No, you can't. They <laughs> want to cheerlead their side. Like, that's all they care about. It's all tribalistic bullshit, and I'm not I'm not cool with it. I think it's a mess. I think that what we can say as people that have done this professionally for a long time, all four of us content creators, is we're in a privileged position to be able mm -hmm. to use other people's intellectual property to make money, and we shouldn't take the piss with that. That mm -hmm. is abundantly obvious. We should be acting as professionals at all times. That shouldn't be up for dispute, ever. Yeah. Yeah, but not everyone sticks to that standard. I would say most kind of don't, and that's a separate issue. And that's why we've got so much trouble on YouTube right now, because yeah. a bunch of people didn't stick to that standard. And I'm sorry to say it, but Felix was one of them. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, I, I, I just wanted to get better. I just want people to treat the job with respect, because that's what it is. It's a job. It's a profession. Take, yeah. Treat it like one. All right. That's probably about all we can really say on that hmm. it's shit for everyone concerned nobody comes out of it looking good i think that's about yeah clear. it's it's all part of the same conversation and mess that just keeps happening and i think we are going to wind up at a point where it does get taken to a legal place and it'll be fascinating to see how that goes but for right now, it's just kind of snowballing. <laughs> mm. And we're like, all right, well, that's turning into a pretty big fucking snowball <laughs> over there. Can't wait to see what happens. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Moving on to something a bit more positive. Akami is uh, getting a big remaster, and it's actually coming to PC, amongst other things, which is fucking great. I'm super happy about this. I love Okami. Secretly the best Zelda game ever made. But I also yes. just like love Amaterasu. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And if more people get to play it, it has released three separate times though already, right? It was PS2 and then there was a version on Wii. Wii. And then there so was a two. version on I PS3, like I think. Yeah. So this is... Um, it's weird that it's not coming to, to Switch when it is coming out on... Uh, that, when it was on Wii. That's an interesting choice. That's mm -hmm. odd. Yeah. But also, I'm just happy to have it again. 
Mm. Also, though, Capcom really do re-release things a lot. That's it's a lot of what they do. Like, Dragon's Dogma yeah. is coming out again, and I love that game to bits. It's one of my favorite games. I'm so happy to play it again. But I'm like, yeah, all right, Capcom, just pipe down. <laughs> just do it a lot. It comes to, I, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I've watched a lot of people play Okami, but I've never played it myself, so I'm excited to. Oh, it's you really need good. to play it, yeah. Mm. Especially on PC, easy mode. <laughs> It'll be beautiful. And they said like 4K max settings as well. Like, ah, oh, it's going to be gorgeous. It's such a pretty game as is. Like, that's so great. Mm. Yes. When did this game come out? A long time ago. It was PS2, it's man. It's old, right? Yes. Yeah. Have a look. I, when it comes to re-releases, especially on different formats, I don't really see why people object to them. If it wasn't available previously on a format, then re-releasing it on that format seems entirely fair. I generally agree. And I'm like, I had this argument about Skyrim coming to, to VR. Like, I think that's fine if people want it in that format. I don't have any issue with it. The thing Capcom does is, which isn't actually the case with Okami, uh, um, they release like Dragon's Dogma. And then the year after they released Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, which has more content, or like Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and then Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which has more content. So the people who really like the first game have to buy the second game. And it's like, I think that is just super shitty. Because obviously, Ultimate or Dark Arisen were in development when the original game released. And to have them just like do that sucks. For Okami, I think it's actually pretty great. Like, I'm, I'm pretty much fine with it. It's just, it's such a... Capcom specific thing that they really do this a lot, but uh, mm. it seems like Okami is exactly the same. It's not like people are missing out on any content or anything. No, right. yeah, it's sort of releasing something that should be DLC as a full on boxed edition. Which, yeah. yeah, you're right. They have been doing a shit ton of that over the last yeah. ten years. I just want them to stop. <laughs> just so adapt came out in to 2006 the... originally. Yeah, mm. over ten years ago. And my mm. God, has that aesthetic held up? I mean, yeah, not so that you'd beautiful. expect it to. It's gorgeous. Yeah. They, they did a what a, a Kami Den on the DS, which is like the art style didn't quite hold up there because it was the DS, you know. Yeah. It, that would yeah. be nice for a full-on remaster because that is that doesn't hold up as well. That could definitely use a good bit of spit and polish, I think. Man, I'm just looking at screenshots of it now. It's such a pretty game. Yeah, it's good in motion too. I can't wait to play a 4K 60 FPS. It's going to be fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, great, <sighs> great stuff. Such a good game. Highly recommended. Anyone that hasn't played it when it comes to PC, assuming it's good port, definitely play it. You are not going to be disappointed. Matarasu was actually also in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I totally forgot about yes, that. Yes, he was. Yeah. She. yeah. That was cool. And then uh, first four figures released an Okami statue. Was it earlier this year or late last year um, of a Matarasu yeah. that was uh, like... I love first four. <laughs> Me too. Their it's, stuff is so it. good and so it's expensive. So expensive. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I just got the King of Red Lions. Nice. And like, I'm very particular about what I buy now because I live in San Francisco and can't afford anything. And so the King of Red Lions is the only one that I have this year. But the Amaterasu one's really nice. They're coming out with an Amaterasu bust. Yeah. Mm. Today, they just announced a bunch of Metal Gear stuff. So, Ooh. yeah, they're a really impressive company. If you have a lot of money, buy all of the statues. They are very mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Everyone else that's just where, weeps. <laughs> that's uh, where yeah. we get all of yeah. our Dark Souls ones from. And they're all a lot of money. fucking incredible mm -hmm. looking. Very yeah. good detail on them. Mm -hmm. All right, what else? There were a couple of other things that were worth mentioning. Do, 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 do. Yeah, so at the moment, it seems like there's not going to be another Arkham game anytime soon. Okay. Uh, so, so pretty much said that. I'm okay with that. Yep. I, I don't. I just I don't know where it can go from here. 
Like, I think it's probably done as much as it can for the time being. Yeah, it's not even where it can go in terms of, like, story, but, yeah, gameplay. Like, it's just, after playing four of them, uh, I love Arkham Asylum. That's my favorite of the bunch. I know a lot of people prefer Arkham City, but I love Arkham Asylum, and I could still play that again today, but it's just... Uh, when you played all four, it's kind of a lot of the same thing. And throwing in the the Batmobile tank, I don't think really fixed that. In fact, that I help. hated it. Uh, yeah, right. Worst part of that game, definitely. Yeah. And that so that's that the thing. Great. If you're gonna keep making sequels, like, well, we gotta add some new mechanics in there. I was like, well, yeah, they added one. It's called the Batmobile, and it sucked. Like, yeah. Wasn't a fan of that. I I think you know take that level of polish and respect for a license and take it to another license and yeah. see what you can do with that. Especially when they have DC, um, and that's so it's it's Rocksteady who made those, and then I, I just keep thinking like Warner Bros has Rocksteady, but then also has because of Mad Max the Nemesis system. Sorry, because of mm. uh, Mordor, and I always thought they should put that in Mad Max, and I totally wouldn't be opposed to having a like Arkham game in the Mad Max universe with the Nemesis system from Mordor. Dude, It'd that would be, be like rad. A, yeah, it'd be super shit cool. Out of that. <laughs> yeah, you're like it's intense, but it would be super cool. I'm I mean, amazed could, they haven't put the Nemesis system in other games. It's crazy. Hmm. You could just kind of have a superhero, supervillain sort of world with a bunch of maybe minor DC characters. Like, oh, you know, you're a, you're this hero and you've suddenly made an enemy of this guy and then you have to deal with him and all that kind of stuff. And maybe you could have, like, villains, like a thug rises through the ranks and like, I killed the bat, you know, and then he becomes the new supervillain <laughs> and everything. That would be so cool. Yeah, yeah, I have to play the shit out of that. That'd be great. Yeah, I whenever someone asks, like, the, the questions... Like, if you could have one game made, what would it be? Um, it's, like, such a ridiculous question. It's very hard to answer, but it's always, like, I think that I would do an entire Justice League Arkham game. Ooh, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I would just love that so much. But not, like, DC Online or anything. Just a full Justice League game yeah. would be really cool. Maybe yeah. not right now, but, yeah. DC Online was pretty good. Not a bad yeah. MMO, all things considered. Yeah. This uh, is that. I just liked making villain or making heroes in that game. Yeah. I didn't like actually playing them. I just liked making them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of fun with that. They could have done maybe a bit more with the character creation. I think like versus later MMOs and stuff like, uh, there's a bit, there's not quite enough here. But I, I had great fun. You know, we, hell, you know, we did a full on series of me playing this guy in a top hat with a staff that went around murdering people. It was great. It's <laughs> a good shit there. Yeah, it was a good game. Still quite popular on console as a free-to-play game because mm -hmm. there's still not that many MMOs on console, so yeah. you don't have that many choices, really. All right. The number of games released on Steam ha could top 5,000 this year because of Steam Direct. Jesus. We are experiencing the effects of that over and over again on the show. I mean, we are seeing over 100 games, like... <laughs> per week so well chris organizes my release list and it's like hey i came up with this table format that makes it easy and i'm like i share the i uh, did i share the table with you guys i think i did i got it yeah, yeah you, you got it, it what a fucking mess it's a tower it's yeah. like this this only makes it worse i think just seeing them all and like i haven't heard of most of these either there's 60 games coming out today 60 and that's assuming that we got them all and we probably didn't there's two Tycoon games, Automobile Tycoon and Shopping Tycoon, both coming Definitely out today. Bad. Yeah. God, it and we, we've been we've just been trying to Bitcoin wrestle collector? with this. 
Bitcoin, uh, yeah. We're trying to wrestle with this concept. Of how the hell do we deliver that information to you guys in a way that makes sense and not miss out on something good? Jesse, that's, what you got? I mean, that's going back to the beginning of this, this hour's conversation. That's the symbiotic nature of YouTubers, streamers, and game developers. And the idea that, you know, even though sometimes we butt heads on shit, at the end of the day, there are games out there that would never, ever, ever be discovered had people not sifted through this stuff. Yes, absolutely. And, and created videos showing those games. Mm -hmm. Because looking at this list, there's so much shit on here. But you know in this list of shit, there's like going to be a few actual good games. Yeah, a couple gems, yeah. Yeah, and not all the time do big media outlets have the time to dig through this bullshit and look for stuff. And I think that this is, it's one of those things where, you know, people can get up in arms and shit all over each other all they want and say like, YouTubers deserve this or game devs are this and whatever. But at the end of the day, everyone got to work together because that's what this industry is. And mm. like, this is the perfect damn example. Looking at this list is insane. Yeah. There's no way a normal gamer is ever going to see all this stuff. And there's no way most of the devs in this list are ever going to get their shit seen unless someone stumbles upon it and plays it like on a stream for uh, for giggles. Like that's just fact. Right. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. Like we can be agents of discovery. We can be curators. We can be tastemakers. We're really good at that. Like or... YouTube and <laughs> YouTube and Twitch is really good for that. And that's why it's so damn important to keep this relationship going and for people to look into this stuff. The, the concern I've got is that a lot of people just want to watch videos on games they know, and that's reflected in the numbers. When we stream a game you know, the numbers are up. When we do a video on a game you don't know, the numbers are down. For some people that's okay, for some people it's not. Some of us can but play whatever game we want. I think long-term, like looking at numbers over time one of the things i've noticed especially games that are kind of new and no one really has any clue about that aren't games where people are like i gotta know um maybe not at first people don't watch but eventually if it becomes something that's like in the ether people will go check it out and search for it and because you've covered it you're out there and so now you're part of that conversation you have something to say yes and i think you know it behooves uh the content creators of the world to keep trying new things and not just stick with like, you know, that PUBG. Play some to PUBG because that's where the money is, which actually is not true for the vast majority yeah. of people. Like a lot of people I see streaming PUBG and like, you got 30 viewers, mate. Like the big guys for PUBG, they're already established. You missed the boat. If you want to yeah. become a big PUBG guy, it's too late. You need to be on that months ago or you need to be like a pro player. Like Shroud is a great example. Shroud, I believe, is now as an individual anyway, the most subscribed person on Twitch. He, like, passed 30,000 subs Damn. this month, paying subs. That's a shit ton of money. He came from a pro team, a pro FPS team. He's very good at FPS games. He comes and plays PUBG. It's the perfect storm. Perfect storm. And I'm sorry, but unless you are that, it is too late for you to get good at that game. If you're looking for the next big thing, let me, you know, say this to you. Try making yourself the next big thing as somebody that people trust to say this is cool hey look at this this is neat so that when people tune into your channel they know they're going to see something neat mm -hmm. that's 
pr that's a pretty cool position to be in. I like that. Yeah. I'm trying to build that right now. And I'm seeing that with my new series where I'm looking at these games like some of the numbers are pretty low. Okay. I could do a different series and get more, but I love the fact that 100,000 people just went and saw this game that they didn't know before. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That feels great. That's fulfilling. Mm. Also, September 14th says Divinity Original Sin PC. Uh, two. Yeah, for two. means two. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, wait, what? I don't know, because there's a console version of that thing. I don't know if it's coming out on the same day, so I think that might have something to do with it, but... yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, Original Sin 2 is on its way. That's definitely going to be uh, time sync this this week, yeah. certainly. Hell yeah. Rightfully so. I'm excited um, about it. PS4 is getting Maze. That's a great game. Maze? Oh, is that the one about the sentient the corn? The talking corn. Yes, yeah. uh, I thought so. And uh, just on a sort of funny note for the news, uh, Malaysia blocked Steam based on the fact you can beat up Jesus in a fighting game. Uh, so that was fun. Um, Amazing. Yep. All right. <laughs> yep, uh, they that was a real one, a fight of gods or something. It looks like absolute shit, but it's like, hey, we're going to do a 2D fighter where a bunch of gods battle each other, and unlike Smite, that's stuck to ancient gods like, Jesus, <laughs> what could go wrong? Oh, uh, wow. Apparently quite Amazing. Long. Yep, that's been cleared up now, but they did, and that did not go down well. Nope, <laughs> nope. I kind of love that. That's great. It is ridiculous. I think, like, I was noticing him in the fighting game, his weapons are two pieces of the cross made into gauntlets that he punches people. They're like, oh, what my God, fuck? what? That's oh, just well. funny. That's All right. Tasteless, but funny. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, so it was that. Trying to see what else there was in the news this week. It's like, hell, the biggest piece of news this week is probably going to be a patch to PUBG that adds a new gun in it, but that's I don't really care about that, i got to be honest. If, wild. if anybody who's watching right now doesn't know about it and likes Final Fantasy XIV and has Netflix, there is, there is a show that they made in Japan called Daddy of Light. Actually, I think on Netflix they call it Dad of Light to oh, make it less weird. Anime. Um, <laughs> it's called Dad of Light, and it's about a kid who plays Final Fantasy XIV to connect with his dad. That sounds pretty great. Right? Okay. It's apparently precious, and I can't wait to watch it. Oh, I'm but all for that. For anybody else who had <laughs> something, an adorable Japanese show to watch about Final Fantasy XIV. Amazing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Daddy of Light. Daddy of Light. Mm. That's what they called it in Japan. I assume cool. that when they brought that over here, they were like, can we call it Dad of Light? <laughs> it's the sequel to that uh, UBOTS game, Child of Light. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Totally the same <laughs> Yeah, they're thing. connected. Absolutely. See what else is up this week. This not a great deal. There's a Nintendo Direct today, isn't there? I believe so. Oh. I'm gonna assume yeah. it hasn't. You know, that would be really convenient if that had happened before the show, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> Speak on the Nintendo front though, they are claiming Yeah, we're totally making more Super Nintendos. Like this is like the second time they have said this. I think uh, Reggie also said, look, if you're paying more than $90 for this thing on an auction site, don't we're mm. totally going to stock it, guys, honest. Mm. I, I think I'm going to have to see okay. evidence of that uh, before that happens. But they are going to be restocking the NES Classic in 2018, if you're looking for that. Mm. I have to say, after the SNES okay. Classic, I don't see why you'd really want to buy that. Because, frankly, it's shit compared to the Super Nintendo Classic, especially with the lineup. But, sure, some people seem to still want it, so... 
What is yeah. that? Still kind of looking forward to my little Super Nintendo Classic. It'll be an opportunity for me to play some stuff that I really didn't get around to playing, like Super Mario RPG. Oh, yeah, you snagged one, right? I did, yeah, in the UK. Uh, I was thinking, like, do I give it to my brother as a Christmas gift? No, I'm greedy. But (laughs) I don't know. There might be a way to get one here as well. But there's just stuff on there. It's like, you know what? I never really played that. Mm -hmm. And I could totally just play on an emulator right now, but... Wouldn't it be kind of neat to have the sort of original experience, even if it's totally not that? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Super cool. I like that they're doing this. It's neat. It's got it. It's like, just it Nintendo's has a very had good a pretty lineup. good year. Yeah, I'd say so. For the most part, they haven't mostly been screwing up. Their online service is still a complete pile of wank. But yep. outside of that, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The the Switch is getting some great games. It seems to be doing well with indies. Mm-hmm. There's new indies coming on that platform every week, and I'm saying, hi, hey, you know what? I'd like that portable. Maybe I'll buy it. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it's really hard for me to go from playing Switch to playing uh, other consoles, PC less so, but it's like, I'm like, man, I wish I could take this with me. Wouldn't that be great? Like yeah. Rocket League's coming to Switch, and one of the cool things they're doing with that is like, if you play on PC, you can just cross-play, transfer yes. your account to your Switch and just keep playing on the go. And I yeah, think that's, that that's awesome. It's like, that's the perfect way to use that console. Ideal. It also runs really well on Switch. Um, it doesn't look anywhere near as good, but you know, the thing that was most important was frame rate, and yeah. so that's still pretty solid, and I'm impressed with it. Good for them on that. It's like, yeah. I don't know why people were down, like, oh, you can't get that game running on Switch. Just turn the graphics down. Of course yeah. you can. Have you never used a PC before? Yes, you yeah. can do that. It doesn't have to look as good. It's portable and on a smaller screen. We don't care. Yeah, exactly. As long as it plays well. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the thing that bloody matters. Make it... Mm -hmm. Don't care if it looks like a Mega Drive game at this point, as long as it plays well. Yeah. Right. I think that's pretty much it. I cannot find anything else on the news front. I'm I'm trying to find news as well. I'm digging. (laughs) I'm digging. Nah, not like, really. All I know is like I know that PUBG has a a new town fog and uh, yeah, the new weapon. Mini Mm. 14. Yep. Um... Yeah, There's not much else. I think so, yeah. It's like Fortnite Battle Royale. We kind of touched on that earlier. It's like I would not be surprised to see other games saying we got a Battle Royale as well. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Metroid Samus Returns and Dishonored Death of the Outsider both out this week. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't know Death of the Outsider was out this week. It's That's out cool. on the 15th, I believe. Yeah, Ooh. I'm pretty excited about that, actually. I think it's going to be okay. really interesting. And I love Dishonored 2 so much, so... You know, I never really got around to playing it because the oh, release version it. was a fucking mess yeah. on PC. So yeah, that was an issue. I, Jess, you know a lot more about Dishonored than I do. The This new expand alone, is it the kind of thing that you can play separately or should you really play Dishonored 2 first? Do you, do you, you know anything Dishonored about that? One? Yes, I played it. I finished Dishonored 1, yes. Then you can play it. Oh, that's cool. Okay, maybe i just yeah, do that it, then. It, it, I mean, real talk, Dishonored 2 pretty much was like a little bit added of the first big dlc for uh dishonored one like it took Mm -hmm. that storyline um i think at the end of the day the dlc or the standalone is just straight up like you don't necessarily need to play dishonored 2 at all in order to understand what's going on if you played the first one yeah you probably wouldn't even need to play the first one necessarily like i imagine it'll contextualize who the outsider is but uh yeah i think playing one would have helped if anything, playing two for me makes it worse because this one does like the changes I made when I got time travel in two, uh, 
are not carried over into this. And so I mm. am not okay with that. Uh -huh. I'm busting my ass to fix some shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm never okay. This and Deus Ex and all the games where it's like, you can either be a badass killer or super sneaky and not kill anyone. I'm like, I'm going to not kill anyone. Go for the good endings. And then every trailer's like, murder and guys exploding. And I'm like, not my Corvo. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do the fun part of this. Yeah. <laughs> I might check that out. Well, we'll move on to releases as we're pretty much there anyway. God. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to dig through this and see what we can find. Definitely. Uh, September the 12th, which is today. What the fuck in this pile of crap is worth having a look at? Well, Tooth and Tail, we did talk about earlier. Mm. That's certainly <laughs> worth a look. Maze. Maze on the PS4. Matryoshka Strike, what is that? Well, I don't know what Matryoshka Strike is, but I'm sure it's we bad. can... Oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> There's like, a game what? called Hurl VR, and like, well, I, I don't know if I would ever name a VR game Hurl, but all right. Yep, I think that definitely puts <laughs> a certain expectation on people. There's a new NASCAR game today, NASCAR Heat. Yeah, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018 as well. People care about that. They um, do, in a great way, PS4. And actually, PS3, That this is a big example of, like, they still make the old football games for the previous-gen consoles because they still sell a decent amount. Yeah. I'm looking at what Dragon's Lunch is because I like the name. Dragon's Lunch. Dragon's Lunch. I'm looking up Defend the Cake. It's a <laughs> tower defense, but with a cake. Okay. Yeah, it is. Dragon's Lunch uh, just looks like a really crappy roguelike. Yeah, it says a real-time roguelike game. Yep. Uh, speaking Explore of the depths rogue, to get your golf ball back. Yeah. There's a kind of neat-looking thing that's a bit... Uh, it's a bit of a blocky kind of game called Rogue Islands, fast-paced first-person shooter with magic and monsters and a procedural fantasy wilderness kind of thing. So it's like, hey, we kind of look a little bit like Minecraft, but shinier, maybe this might be okay. So that might be worth looking at. Surprisingly, it's not in early access. So yeah. uh, that might be worth a, a look. Yo, check out uh, Manifest 99. What Manifest is 99. Bizarrely artistic and interesting game. This is a VR game. That's a sheep for Ooh, some reason. This looks cool. Right? Uh, let me see if I can bring what? it up on the screen for you. Yep, here we go. I want to play this. Eerie yeah. VR story set on a train rumbling through the afterlife, accompanied by a murder of crows and four mysterious travel companions. Apparently one of them's a bear. Oh my god, the art style for this. Holy shit. Right? How cool is this? Yeah. Ah. Wow. That's yeah, that might be worth looking at. If you have a VR headset. Not too pricey either. Six six dollar VR experience is pretty rare these days, especially a good That's looking awesome. one. There's cool. a game called uh Insert Paper. Which the description on Steam just says, you don't know who or where you are. The papers are there and the computers are asking you to insert paper. Your job here is simple. Arrange the documents considering the information required by the reader machines. Um, to me, it looks like a point and click adventure inspired, maybe slightly papers please inspired thing. It looks yeah. interesting. Huh. I'm watching yeah. the trailer. Looks, uh, insert insert paper. paper. Looks like there's a bit of Stanley Parable in on this as well, from what Definitely. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, mm. testing your bureaucratic and organizational skills, apparently, if you want to do yeah. that, for whatever reason. Okay, and... seems all right. Seeing if there's anything else today. Like I said, there's those two tycoon games. There's so many bad tycoon games. I love tycoon games, but they suck. Automobile... Like literally, what is shopping tycoon? You could just go shopping. Give me a tycoon is something I can't do. Yeah. 
Shopping to Ed. Automobile Tycoon looks awful and the trailer looks bad. Show I mean, I wouldn't mind setting up a oh yeah, it's it's to build a shopping mall. That's right. Okay, that's uh, alright. Looks a bit like uh what's the name of that game? Uh, Sim Tower, actually. I'd be hmm. actually into that. I'll have to check it out. Uh I don't know what the hell this game is, but Dukes, I feel like this is something we're gonna have to play. Huh. Uh Dujana? What? Yeah, I saw that one. Dujana. D-U-J-A-N-A-H. Oh, yeah, yeah. A clay punk adventure game. Yep. Oh, my God. Shit. The art style is all clay. This was a Kickstarter game, apparently. Ha. Crazy town. All right. There we go. Well, that's sure a thing. Yeah. No doubt about that. Um, There's a game on the 13th called The Land of Pain. Uh, it claims that it's a Lovecraftian horror game, but none of the screenshots have anything other than like atmosphere. Wait, which <laughs> and that one always is that? makes me nervous. It's called The Land of Pain. Oh, because I looked up The Nightmare from Beyond, and I think that also said it was Lovecraftian. <laughs> of course, it's a yeah. good buzzword. <laughs> a lot of these games, like this, is a lot of very pretty walking, but what the hell is the rest of it? You know? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So there is that. Yeah, Dujana looks pretty cool. Mm. Oh. Um, there's another game on the 13th called Airsats, E-R-S-A-T-Z. Looks yeah. like a pretty cool, like, bright platformer. Minimalist action platformer with a procedure, a dynamically progressive soundtrack, whatever that means. Looks pretty slick. Like, it mm. looks like they've got a... The controls look pretty tight if the trailer's anything to go by. So that could be satisfying for some people. Yeah. What the fuck is Samurai Riot? I have to know. Uh, uh it looked okay. Yeah. Like a 2D cooperative beat em up with a twist. Where you can uh, kill civilians, I guess, is what it's saying. Okay, like, well... The, you know? I do. I think it'd be awesome. Would you sacrifice your honor? Uh, <laughs> it made it look yeah. so... A narrative arcade beat em up. I mean, I like my beat em ups, I have to admit. <laughs> but I'm interested in... Yeah, so there's apparently multiple scenarios and stuff, and you make moral choices to... Uh, take you down different paths so it doesn't look too bad uh, I don't think the fighting system looks particularly slick I have to admit so that's a bit of an issue but um, there's a VR underwater zoo game that um, Jesse should never play called Ocean nope. Rift uh, oh yeah Ocean Rift yeah I think it's been out for a little while um, has it? yeah I think it's, it was on Oculus for a while maybe this is just a Vive version Oh, we'll have a look at um, Epic Tavern. Uh, there's been quite a few games that have tried this. It's a fantasy management RPG where you rule the land from your tavern. Recruit heroes, send them on quests. This looks pretty legit. What's it called? Epic, Epic tavern. tavern. Epic Tavern. Yeah. Like, graphic, I like the art style, definitely. Hmm. Pretty slick UI. This, like I said, there's definitely a lot of games that do this. Quite a few of them are clickers, but this looks like it might be a proper management game, so... I'm liking the look of that a little bit. This one's also a Kickstarter. Wow, raised uh, 68000 of a $40,000 goal on Kickstarter. Not bad. Yeah. Steam Tactics. Anything that has the word tactics in it, I usually pay attention to. Ooh, welcome aboard your airship, Captain. There's a Corgi flying <sighs> an airship. I'm sorry, did you say Corgi? There is, yeah, it looks like a Corgi flying an airship from what I can tell. It's an airship combat game, but there's animals flying them for some reason. So Sold. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's yeah. I'm a. I'm definitely a bit into that kind of thing. So yeah, that might work. 
Neo Boom. I'm looking up like loads of these and most of them. Most of them shit. Great, but... Yeah. I mean, Ooh, um, another one on the 14th is called Little Kite. Little Kite. Dude, the art in this looks fucking rad. I think Jesse would like to play this game too. A game about one tragic evening and an unsuccessful family when emotions and tensions are simply too high to manage. Skipping through to actually see the art because the trailer has frozen on us. There we go. Oh, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. That's very well drawn. That's it. Yeah. There's a lot of these hand-drawn games, but it's nice to see that level of detail on a lot of this. Yeah, lots of like background elements and stuff is nice. That's cool. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, Earthlock is on Wii U of all places. Right, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing Earthlock a while ago. That looked pretty cool. Uh, Kingdom is coming to Switch. That's a good platform for Kingdom, I think. Mm, That'll work sure. pretty well. I personally did not like that game. I thought it was way too simple, but some people really dug it. Yeah, Sam and I both really liked it. Let's see. Uh, what about... On the 14th, The First Tree. The First Tree. Okay. I looked up a plot story because I thought that name was interesting. Doesn't look great. I know. The First Tree. Oh, uh, won some stuff at the Indie Mega Booth for PAX West this year, apparently. Oh, oh it's I this. Like... I feel like I've seen this oh, before. I've seen this before. This looks cute. Maybe it never came out. Maybe it didn't. Yeah, because uh, you play a fox in it. I, mm. I've definitely seen this somewhere before. Maybe it was in a promo for other indie games. Yeah. This looks gorgeous, yeah. So it tells two parallel stories, a fox trying to find a missing family and a son reconnecting with his estranged father in Alaska. Looks really cute. That's cool. Hmm. Wait, Space Explorers, is that coming out of Early Access finally? Um, or is that a different game entirely? I guess I was thinking of something else. Wow! Okay, I did not expect to see that immediately upon loading that page. All right, then. Great. Oops. What? What was yeah. it? Boobs, game? boobs, 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 boobs is what we got here. Yes. Space Explorers, yes. Apparently there is a, I didn't know this, there's actually a category on Steam right now for sexual content games. Apparently that's huh. just there now, which is probably for the best. Put them all <laughs> in one place. Also, why does she look so oily? Huh. People don't look, look, that's not, dick. skin oh, does not look that way. Space is slick, yeah. Yeah. River City... River City Melee. Uh, so River City Ransom, that new version came out a while ago. Is this anything to do with that? River City Melee is the latest installment of the franchise. Oh, they made a fighting game out of it. Cool, rather than a brawler. Can we... Can we time. Can we go back to Space Explorers no, for a minute? No, we can't, because it's need, garbage need, and bait, and you I, know it is. I need to address this. God damn it. Come on. Don't part, give me attention. Go to the About Game section, and it literally Fine. says... A deep and heartbreaking storyline that touches many interesting themes and topics. I don't believe that for a second. Just boobs. I. <laughs> now that's that's there you that's go. now that's marketing. Well, there I are... think boobs are many interesting themes and topics. True. Yeah, I agree. And you can touch many interesting themes and topics with it, no doubt. But right, uh, in it. this case, no. People just put games up on Steam for a joke these days. Like it doesn't even matter. So funny. All right, let's move swiftly on. Uh, I wanted to know what guitar hardness is. I have to ask. Uh, uh, it's just a guitar music hero game, rhythm game. Like, with sprites? Yeah, kind of Karai soft looking sprites. Uh, yeah, I imagine if guitar heroes yeah, are jammed, this could be like a new added a element game. of like, I'm performing in front of like a street crowd. And okay. I guess there's stuff there. Yeah, let's see what's on the 15th. A lot. 
what's good on the 15th well metroid samus returns obviously mm -hmm. nba 2k18 coming out on most platforms including switch nba live nhl 18 mm -hmm. so apparently this is sports day and for Crap attack what's that no i'm not going to indulge <laughs> that you know exactly what that is uh dishonored death of the outsider coming out on the 8th the 15th as well I'm just seeing if there's anything else in this list that looks any good. Oh, I've heard of Devil Guns. Um, I'd heard something about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, The Witch's Isle is also out too, which we talked about last week. So I'm going to talk about it again, but hmm. I guess they moved that. Oh yeah, De yeah, Devil, oh, yeah. Devil Guns is like yeah, a first-person yeah, yeah. shooter bullet hell thing. Yeah, that looks pretty good actually. Uh, what? So Witch's Isle, you said? The Witch's Isle. The yeah, Witch's we looked at it last week. Okay, yeah, well, it was worth having a look again. Oh, that one, yes. Yeah, that one looks okay. What else we got in here? What is Wooden Ocean? Wooden Ocean Year 2. Uh, Alright, I'm confused. Uh, oh, I've got to say it's the worst logo of all time. Uh, it's an RPG make again, by the looks of it. Hard to say. Uh, it's an open world dungeon crawler set on the edge of the world where no sunlight ever reaches or something. Early access. Yeah, looks a little... Uh... Well, janky, honestly. Metroid is uh, back. Yes, Metroid Samus Returns on 3DS. Yep, that's a big release this week. The Meridian Shard. What's that all about? You know, I thought that Curvy was going to wind up being a booby game, and it's not. It's a puzzle game. Okay. I'm, I was, <laughs> so there you go. I was disappointed, too. Yep. <laughs> Slight disappointment on that one. Uh, yeah, well, that's Meridian Shard isn't even coming up, so screw that. On the 16th... Not much in that that really looks worth looking at, really. Hold on. Galaxy Girls. Oh, for fuck's There's sake. There's a game on the 16th called Super Perspective, and the main character literally looks like the girl from Little Nightmares, and I'm so confused. Oh. Galaxy Girls what? is yet another bullshit Galaxy visual Girls is the exact novel. same premise as the other game. Of course How it is. everyone be waking up on spaceships not knowing who they are surrounded by girls? It's just... Why does this happen to everyone but me? Visual uh, novels are just, they're a plague. Like, they're so easy to fucking make. You hire yeah, one artist, throw a bunch of shit together, put some titillation in it, have a couple of endings, and then release it. You can literally get a thing which lets you make a visual novel with no coding experience. It's That's completely the possible. game I want to make. Then go do it, you lazy bastard. I will. Go <laughs> do it. I'm lazy. Yes, you lazy bastard. What is this? Freshly fried shrimp, seemed hot, addition. What is this? Am I... What? what? I, I'm working. Hang on. Hang on. The, the whole... Okay, it's called Freshly Fried Shrimps Seemed Hot Additionally Named Noth. Freshly... Okay. Additionally oh named Noth. Oh additionally. God. Okay, what's going on here? It's an RPG maker game. A laughably 2D RPG. Oh, I certainly agree with that. Uh, made an RPG maker. Thanks for possibly the silliest name I've ever seen uh, for a thing ever. That's a the thing. The main playable character is a standard shrimp. What's okay. a standard shrimp? As opposed to what? What are you trying <laughs> to say? You trying to say all the shrimps aren't beautiful? Because they're not. They're hideous hell beasts. But okay. Um, I've looked up every game on the seventeenth, and they're all garb. So yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me. Oh god, American Patriots Boston Tea Party. That's like that could be terrible. Uh, let's double check. I was like, please be a fun history. Huh? This actually looks way better than I expected. Um, it's it's a kind of uh board game war game-esque thing but they actually have like little plastic kind of figures and stuff so it's like a simplified hex war game with a hot seat mode um yeah this actually looks way better than i thought it would that's cool 
Have y'all looked at Octopus Bar yet? Did I miss that? No. Uh, y'all should look at Octopus Bar. Okay, so it's free to play. Free to play, not bad. Yep. Uh, so enter the magical Isaiah whatever the fuck weeb thing bar hidden deep in the magical forest where the octopus serves you. Fish float into the sky and a frog enjoys the your company while smoking his pipe. In this world, the impossible is now possible and you are invited to discover the games and enjoy this whimsical scenery. Uh, Excellent. It's, yeah, it's a VR game. Apparently it's the octopus bar. You get to well, be well, in look it. Look at that cute little octopus. The octopus it's will ask you to chase and catch a chicken for him to cook. Feed your frog friend the chicken and why not give him a little tickle? Why not? Shoot all the balloon fish <laughs> with your ninja star crossbow. Find and shoot what? all the hidden teru teru bozu ghosts and set the dragon free. All right, we went from uh, catching a chicken and setting a dragon free. It all's making sense to me. It's all, all right. it's free. You might as well. Uh, it's apparently yeah. full on room scale game. They say, like, its purpose is to introduce VR in a fun and easy way to people who never tried it. That's kind of huh. neat. Sure. Cool. Good for you. That looks that looks kind of cool for a few minutes. Oh, God. Anything else? The Caribbean Sail. I always like so things with boats So what's with the games that them. start with Achievement Hunter? Does that mean something? Ignore oh, them. Ignore them all. I don't understand all. what that means at all. I've been it's looking it up, too. Basically, this shovelware company has been shoveling these things out on a weekly basis that are like get this game and get a thousand fucking steam achievements that's literally right. all it is it's garbage yeah yeah it really is it's, it's fucking kind of a way to like ruin a game like it makes me not want to play it but... yeah it's awful like they're literally just non-games uh, the caribbean mm -hmm. sale is basically an oregon trail like game so that wasn't what i was looking for uh um, also oh. remember to skip the 19th because the 19th is next Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, it is. So I think that's probably about it. I don't know. We may have missed something, but you're kind of going to have to forgive us on that one because there's <laughs> so many games. God, over 200 of the bloody things this week. But this, there yep. are surprisingly more good things in there than I thought. So yeah. keep an eye out for Tooth and Tail. Keep an eye out for... Dishonored, keep an eye out for Metroid, of course. And there's a few other little things coming on as well. Boy, some of these games are terrible. God. <laughs> yeah. This, you act like that's a surprise. No, mm -hmm. it's, I'm just shocked that they still make terrible, terrible games. I looked up uh, one that was called Durak because it reminded me of Turok. It's just a COD game. I was very disappointed. No dinosaurs involved at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently uh, the Homestuck game Hive Swap is coming out on the 14th or something. I had no mm. idea what that was. It also was not on the release list for some reason. I have no idea what that is. Hive Swap? What the yeah, shit? I don't know anything about Homestuck, I have to admit. But apparently it's some sort of big deal. Mm. Hive Swap, yeah. an adventure game. Yeah, mm. coming out in a couple of days. All I know is everybody that I know that used to love Homestuck and now hates Homestuck <laughs> that has tried the demo of this has been like, fuck. <laughs> fuck I hate Homestuck, way. but this is fun. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, it's sort of point-and-click adventure. It seems to be based in that world. All right. Yeah, somehow that was not on the release list. I don't know why, but there we go. We mentioned it now. So you can stop shouting about it <laughs> in the I... chat. Thank you. Because you're Homestuck you are definitely not making us believe the Homestuck fan bases are not the worst. So stop <laughs> it, stop it. Probably it's been five years in dev. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. I think that's pretty much about it for the show today. All right. Yeah, but 
all right, we'll just end the show on that. But we would love to tell you where to go to find our content. So, Alana, thank you very much for spending the time and battling through the internet connection issues to talk with us. Good to have you back on the show after so many years. Yeah, thank you. It's yep. fun. Very good. What are you working on at the moment? Where can we find your material? I know you have your own channel, but you also work with a lot of other places as well. I'm on all of the social networks at Charalanazad, uh, which is just my ma- my name in the middle of Charizard, for anyone who doesn't know. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my last YouTube video was actually, um, I hosted the cosplay competition for the Bioshock uh, 10th anniversary party at PAX West, which was very, very cool. Like It was an incredibly cool night. Um, Aside from that, I am currently working on a bunch of embargoed stuff, but I always share links to any game I preview on Twitter so you guys can see that stuff when it uh, publishes. Very good. Jesse, what you got coming up this week? Yo, uh, I'm back from my little vacay, so I am going to... Uh, you'll see the end of Life is Strange with Duger and I, and you're going to see some... Uh, more fun games and stuff like that uh, coming down the pipeline. And uh, then I uh, have some Scary Game Squad stuff coming up. You know, the huge kids. You know, the huge. And uh, <laughs> tomorrow is episode four of Good Game. Um, yeah. It's the streaming episode. So you can write to me if you... How wait. appropriate considering this week. But okay. We'll you see how that goes. If you feel like we've hit too many nerves and uh i will leave it at that thank you so much for watching hit up jesse at totalbiscuit.com no. for forward slash thanks t- tb cracker at hotmail stop whining about the dogs.com stop whining about the dogs.com <laughs> stop whining about the dogs.com yep that's the way to go <laughs> dodger what are you coming up this week what's going on um, well, this weekend we will be in Tejas for uh, Roleplay Nebula oh, Jazz right. Live, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, so a couple, of, a couple of streams won't be happening, but <sighs> uh, yeah, you, I'm normally streaming. You can find me at twitch.tv slash dexbonus and press hard to continue. My YouTube has been a little bit dead, but I swear it's not dead forever. I've been coming up with lots of stupid goofs, so keep your eyes peeled. And I have a really cool announcement in the next couple of days. So uh, keep, an, keep an ear peeled for that as well. Just peel everything in preparation for the stupid shit I have. Get to peeling. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> otherwise, have a great day. That's all. Cool. <laughs> Should be some content coming this week. Definitely want to be looking at Tooth and Tail sooner rather than later. Probably won't be today. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see what we can do with that. There's a couple of other things that I definitely want to look at. Might dive in on Dishonored this week. There is something coming at the weekend that I can't tell you about yet. I can tell you about it on Friday. But I'm going to be streaming all weekend something really, really awesome and something you will probably very much like. So keep an eye out for that. And I will tell you when I'm allowed to tell you as to when the next Shoutcraft Kings tournament is. I don't quite know yet. Hopefully either the second of last week or the last week of this month. I'll keep an, keep you posted on that. We just don't have a confirmation on it yet. Oh, what else? There were other things. Yes, a reminder that if you want to subscribe to any of us on Twitch this week, it is 50% off if you are either a new sub or someone that has lapsed by 32 days, I think. So just over a month. You'll be able to get a discounted subscription, and if you missed any of the show this week you can catch it early right now on the vods so you can subscribe for that if you so desire 
And one last thing, on Friday, I'm going to be on Angry Centaur Gaming's podcast. That is, I don't know if they do that live yet, but if not, it will be on their show. So I'm going to be on that. Be talking about probably airsoft and board games and video games and all sorts of other things. So I'll be there and that should be fun as well. That is probably about it, I think. I think that pretty much covers everything. Hopefully we haven't missed too many things out. It's entirely possible. But everything's just very busy right now, so please understand. Big thanks to our sponsor today, Squarespace. Squarespace.com slash Corruptional for 10% on your first order. This has been the Corruptional Podcast. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.